Howard Stern. Our shoes, can you hear me? I want you to go to jail. Sirius XM. care that I had COVID if I didn't have to do a radio show. If I had uh, time to just kind of hang loose, I'd feel fine. But uh, talking for three hours straight is not on the agenda for me right now. So maybe force me to take a few breaks while I'm uh, doing the show. Okay. And that might be better because uh, I start to burn in my chest. Oh, really? Ooh. Yeah, I don't know. It's just very hard to... Uh, I don't like COVID. Uh, I don't like it at all. <laughs> you know? I don't know you can find anybody who says, I love COVID. You know, and I don't want... I, I love all my fans, but don't write me about what you did with your COVID. Like like Chris Wilding started in with me this morning. He goes, I don't know why you didn't take Paxlovid. And I went, dude, you got to do me a favor. He goes, I took Paxlovid and I was over it in three days and both... And I said, listen, if you put the, Dr. Regis told me I don't need Paxlovid and I've done fine. I'm doing fine. Now yes, I'm down to having a cold. Hospital. <laughs> right. And, uh, he, you know, he had a reason why he didn't want me on Paxlovid. But every time you say to me, you should have done Paxlovid, I'm a neurotic. And every time you say that. All yesterday, I'm walking around going, oh, maybe this guy's right. And, and then my wife had to say, what does he is fucking he? know? <laughs> yeah, now I'm putting down Chris, who I enjoy. And it's like, now I'm like, I have to build a case against Chris. I'm like, shut up. Don't tell me about what you did. I don't want you to suffer. Yeah, 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 right. I'm, I'm you're, fine. You're a big I would, deal, and you should not suffer. suffering. I wouldn't be suffering until you said, why didn't you take Paxlovid? Now I'm suffering. You're a bigger deal, Chris, because you took the Paxlovid. Oh, I didn't wait. <laughs> it I, was you have a virus. I took to uh, dude, Chris, you gotta stop. Go go you are like a virus to me. Stop. I love you. <laughs> Please love go you away, Aunt Mr. Virus. Love, <laughs> he's trying to be healthy. You know, it's like Gary. I've never seen you so sick, both. <laughs> Forty years you haven't missed the show. I know, Gary. I feel stop bad it. enough about it. Stop I didn't it. want to miss a show, believe me. Anyway, I don't know why I'm, Gary has to state the obvious. I'll tell you why. Okay. Gary, deep down inside, feels I don't like him. Oh. And what he, the way he tries to win me over because <laughs> I'm his boss is to always remind me of how long he's been working on the show. <laughs> and always well, reminding me of our history together. Like he goes, half of that is true. The, like in the, any meeting we have, he'll go, I, I'll talk about something in my career. He goes, I remember that. I remember I was sitting right there when that happened, and then we did this, and we did that. He wants to remind me of his uh, long-time history with me. Well, I, I agree with half of what you said. I do believe that you don't Thank like you. me. Um, I, the, second half I don't, the second half I don't agree with. Well, you're, first of all, you're wrong. I do like you. I wouldn't work with a guy I didn't like. I find you charming. but uh, <laughs> I feel charming. <laughs> <laughs> no, just sometimes you're annoying, but who isn't these days? 
Everyone's annoying, especially the older I get. Everyone's annoying. <laughs> You're no exception. Ay, ay, ay. I remember when I wasn't so annoying. You remember that? Like 35 years ago, I was not annoying. <laughs> and then in the 30th year, I was more annoying. In the 25th year, I was really super fantastic annoying. And in the 18th year, it kind of leveled off a little bit. Yeah, well, you know what it is? If I didn't have a radio show, I wouldn't care that I had COVID because it's like having like the worst. in bed, yeah. Yeah, it's like the worst sore throat and like a little bit of fever that you've ever had. But um, but uh, that's only because of the vaccine, which I cannot believe I'm watching TV and they're running an ad where it's like celebrities telling you they got vaccinated, trying to convince you to get vaccinated. Travis Kelsey is showing you two Band-Aids. Why he has two Band-Aids? I don't fucking know. Uh, well, he's so big, he has to take the vaccine twice, maybe. Is that it? <laughs> yeah, um, there's this ad where I forget who the celebrities are. But well, like maybe they got he took one... the flu vaccine and COVID together. I don't know. Maybe. But this seemed to be for just COVID. And it was like an ad, and I'm sitting there going, you got to be kidding me. We still have nudniks in this country. Who think they don't need the COVID vaccine. They're nuts. They think, I think what the theory is that the government is trying to kill them. I, I mean, uh, Charlie Puth was in the ad. I oh, saw yeah. that. Yeah. And Travis Kelsey, I think Travis Kelsey to appear to uh, appeal to jocks and to the kids who like uh, tra- Taylor Swift. Uh huh. Martha Stewart, who. I don't know what Who's they're doing with her. <laughs> well, she's 81 years old and they're putting sexy images of her on the Internet. She does look good, but she's 81 years old. Nobody wants a fucking 81 year old. Yeah, but that's no the message. Are- this is the thing about beautiful women. I've always said, you know, when that's their superpower, right? Their beauty. Mm, yeah. And football players and baseball players and basketball players, they have to retire. There's a point at which they tell yeah. them their superpower doesn't work anymore. <laughs> yeah. Women don't get that. <laughs> they didn't get that memo. <sighs> no. <laughs> oh, my God. So I'm watching porn. And now... Before every porn on you porn is an ad. I don't know what the fuck it is. You can you can click off after five seconds. It says skip ad. Okay. But the first I've only watched the first five seconds goes. Do you want to wait? I wrote it down. It's the greatest <laughs> thing ever. I'm standing there naked trying to jerk off. And you got a commercial. Yeah. It says, um, do you want to fuck old women, but you don't know how? It's what? an ad, yeah. yeah. And evidently, there's a whole bu- like. Here's another one too. Attention, this is not a dating site. You will need to fuck ugly grannies anytime they ask you. Your account will be banned if you reject someone sexually. Click here to view more photos of old grannies who live nearby. Yeah. Oh, big orgasm. <laughs> so a, when like when, there are guys who can't get laid, which by the way, if I wasn't famous, I'd be right there with you. You'd be at the ugly be, granny yeah. bar. <laughs> I'd be like, wait a second. The rule is, if I sign up for this site, I gotta fuck really ugly women, 
and I can't turn anyone down. Yeah. Anytime they want it, I can't. Okay, (laughs) sign me up. I love the taste of ball juice. (laughs) Thank you, honey. Can you imagine? I'm like, look, you know, I, I try to look at the world through the eyes of a guy who didn't become famous because there were many years I was just a schlub. <laughs> and I, I fucked people that really no one wanted to fuck. <laughs> no you one wanted to be unfuckable. <laughs> I fucked. I, so you know what? I get it. I mean, uh, there are people out there who, you know, fucked me and they were like, I can't believe I fucked this guy. <laughs> And I was just as bad. I was just like, I can't believe I fucked that woman. Nobody's fucking this woman. Come on, my gums. <laughs> so you know, according to, to this be that TV show, Untouchables, it should have been the Unfuckables. <laughs> yeah, according to this ad, if you sign up, the cab, you're going to get laid. The caveat is though, you can't turn anyone down, and they're really right. disgustingly old grandmas. Well, they didn't say that. They said old green. Mm. Well, the ad that I saw was <laughs> like, do you want to fuck ugly women? But you don't know oh. how. And like, oh. that was uh, that was my problem for years. I told you I'd go to um, AZA parties, which are like for uh. people who can't get fucked who are Jewish. Uh. <laughs> and it would be just walls of fat, uh. ugly women who rejected me. Uh, That's how ugly I am. Uh, I went to for an easy layup. <laughs> and I'm sitting on a couch by myself. Yeah, it I, was pretty fucking. I don't fucking... think it was your looks, Howard. Oh, it was a combination of my looks and my personality. <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy. <laughs> no, I, I'm being straight up. I mean, I was not good in social situations. Plus... I wasn't that, you know, I'm awkward looking. Let's let's be kind. Uh, Listen to this one. Single moms need anonymous cock. No sign up. No bullshit. Just text and ask to fuck. View pictures now. Wow. So there's a, scare- a bunch of women out there who can't get fucked either. Well, listen, first of all. And they're saying it's mandatory if you sign up. <laughs> First of all, once you answer that ad, I think your life's over. I mean, I'm sure that I'm sure you're entering into a hellhole world. You're entering the twilight zone. Who's in this group? I want to not the women. I want to talk to the guys. I'm pretty sure once you you do that, (laughs) once you sign into that with the other no nicks, I'm pretty much. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure they never leave you alone. Uh, Oh my god! In my spam every day, I get the same email. We, we caught you jerking off. We had a camera installed. Some, mm. Somehow they've installed a uh. camera on my phone. And your reputation uh, will be tarnished if this gets out there. And please send money. Are Gary gets some. Uh, most of the guys on the show get it, too. I don't know what happened. I think. It must be there's a hack on some of these sites you go on. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's that. You don't I think, think it's we, hacked? No, I think there's an internal network that we have, the V-mails to each other. Oh. And I think somebody went on one of those sites. And now, and now we're he's all getting it. all of you. <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, it's just really weird. You get this email every day saying, listen, we saw you jerking off. We got video of you jerking off. We're going to release it to the internet and your reputation is going to be tarnished. And I'm like, dude, 
I'm Howard Please. Stern. My reputation can't be any more tarnished than it already <laughs> Release is. Release it. Please. It might help. Yeah. Might help. <laughs> but, uh, but they asked for weird amounts of money. What was the amount of money they asked you for, Gary? Uh, $1,450 USD Bitcoin. Yeah. What? How do you get that? Oh, they want to be paid in Bitcoin. And, and they I'm give like, you a link, I, by the way, a link to go to get the Bitcoin. I wrote them and I said, listen, guys, I really want my reputation to be sal salvaged, but I don't know how to get Bitcoin. I really don't. <laughs> how do I pay you? Howard, here's a great line. Everything you value, your friends, coworkers, and family's opinion of you is in jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get in line. Oh, man. Yeah, but that, That's that wild. ad. For, I didn't know that was happening to you guys. You poor guys. You all, all you want to do is jerk oh, off. <laughs> and then you oh, get my God. <laughs> it's filled with landmines. <laughs> you know, I got so paranoid because I get this email every single day that they're recording me. I put, um, I, I pull three tissues when I jerk off. One tissue, two tissues to catch my thick load because it'll burst through one tissue. And then uh, a third tissue goes over the little camera on my phone so no one can see me in case. And so they're still telling you they can see you. Yeah, I know they can't. <laughs> they can't see one. They can't see me jerking off. Oh, I'm like so paranoid. Like I jerk off in rooms with no windows, doors locked. The, 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 the tissues are <laughs> placed over my phone that I can't see half the phone. You ever try to balance a tissue over the little lens on your phone? I'm wondering how you do that. I should make a video of me just preparing for jerking off. It's a 15 minute process. <laughs> By the time I jerk off, I'm exhausted. Yeah. You know, people have gotten caught in that period of time, you know, trying to yeah. get ready. Are you throwing like, your cock? Not only am I, I'm, no, I'm not up to, I'm, I'm balancing tissues on my phone. <laughs> you know, when Trump was president, they, they said he doesn't go into a secure room when he looks at uh, documents. Uh, my room is more secure for jerking off. That's right. Yeah. Than, Our than papers the, would the, be more secure with you in your yeah. jerk off room. <laughs> right. <laughs> Mr. President, wh where are the, where are the secret documents? Um, uh, in my jerk off room. That's where they'd be safest. Ah. <laughs> Most secure. The other place. day, the other day, I swear <laughs> to God, I'm I'm like I, I should jerk off, and uh, I go and I'm watching some lesbian porn, blah blah blah, and I'm preparing and I got the porn going and I'm pausing the porn because it's not the tissues falling into the video. I can't see anything. By the time I was done preparing, I was too tired to jerk off. I gave up. <laughs> that was it. I was done. This is oh, absurd. My goodness. Oh, my God. I'm so careful. Well, you think at this age you'd be able to jerk off freely. Yeah, I know. I mean, when like do without... you get permission? <laughs> yeah, but, you know, and also I'm married. I don't want my wife to know I'm jerking off. Meanwhile, um, a couple of months ago, Beth asked me what I wanted for my birthday. And I described uh, something I want sexually. And she agreed. So now it's getting close this to my birthday. This was something you two have never done? We've done it, but it's yeah. been a long time. And Okay. She, she's not a big fan, yeah. but uh, I said, listen, I would love it. 
I'm forbidden from discussing what it is, but because, uh, like, you would think it's rather a mundane sort of sexual it's activity. It's not that, that big a deal. It's right. not freaky. I'm not a oh, freak. Yeah. You know, I'm. I, I, it's just, it's not even that freaky. You'd be like, oh, that. what's the big deal? I do that for you every day. But um, <laughs> it's not best thing, you know what I mean? So uh-huh. she's agreed to give it to me. So I thought I was going to be getting it on my birthday. But as you heard yesterday on the radio, she said, well, maybe mm. not on your birthday. Like, we might have to do it a different day. Mm. So I'm, um, uh, yeah. but she sent so me a picture of herself. You're still in the world of don't know. I, yeah, I don't know when it's going to be happening. Um, yeah. But last night she sent me a picture because uh, we have, since we both got COVID, we haven't been sleeping together that much because I'm really annoying. I'm up every hour peeing and hacking up and all kinds of shit. And she doesn't want to hear it. So she went in another room, and um, so before bed, she sent me a picture of herself in cat pajamas, <laughs> and I was turned on. So I said, I'm thinking about my birthday gift. <laughs> She's like, well, just remember, it might not happen on your birthday. I said, okay. Jeez. Yeah. So I went and grabbed my porn and watched the ad for... I could be fucking <laughs> ugly old uh, grandmas. Attention. This is not a dating site. You will need to fuck ugly grannies anytime they ask you. <laughs> ugly one. Your account will be banned if you reject someone sexually. Oh. Click here to view more photos of old grannies who live nearby. Can you imagine some of these old grannies? And you'll be thrown out. You won't even be able yeah. to get the old yeah. grannies if you decide uh, to reject somebody. We received a report that you rejected an old granny. Yeah. <laughs> you were assigned an old granny and you rejected her. We're, we're banning your account. Can you imagine? Oh, please You're don't ban off. my account. You, you had to off. see this one. <laughs> this one was, this one was practically in the grave. I had to cut her off. Ay, ay, ay. Can I put my human in your ass? Single moms need anonymous cock. No sign up, no bullshit. Just text and ask to fuck. View pictures now. Yeah, right. I can't wait to see the anonymous moms I'm going to be assigned to fuck. You know, these ads are, are so heinous that they have to get AI to read them. That's not yeah. a real woman. <laughs> anonymous moms need to <laughs> no, fuck. No, I'm talking oh, about need- the... The no, I know. Anonymous. Is a machine. I'm talking about anonymous moms need cock. <laughs> it's fucking unbelievable. I love the taste of ball juice. They've gotten yes. to the point where they won't even ask a woman to read this. They say, "Get that AI well, machine over here." They couldn't. They they ran out of voiceover people. They, no, <laughs> everyone rejected the ad. <laughs> But I wish I had tape of the one that um, I, I watch. It's the, it's the same ad every time. Do you want to fuck ugly women? Do you? Well, who knows? Yeah, uh, anyway, that's what's going on. brave enough to sign up? <laughs> I know. Why Why not? I, if I was single, I would sign up. I, I, I'd come back every day and tell you all the old fucking grandmas. I, fuck. I guarantee you, these old grandmas would throw me out the door. They're like, I'm not fucking you. Oh, hi. Hi, ma'am. Hi. I heard you're required to fuck me. You better pay up, you young whippersnapper. 
Yeah, well, where do we start? Should, should I step in here and uh, and, and work yeah. you over, Grandma? Oh, yeah. my God. You, you're required to eat my old snatch or you get deported. <laughs> Those are the rules. <laughs> calling all yeah, cocks. Calling all cocks. I, I knew when all I saw the dicks. When I signed up, they said, if I, I guess I go to jail if I don't fuck you. Yeah, we put you in the gulag, which is what they call my snatch because it's old and <laughs> saggy and drips. You pull my catheter out or else. This is a Jeez. warning. Hang I'm my old you. ass or go to the prison. I'm looking at your, your labias. My God, they're yeah. hitting the floor. Your labia. Oh, my God. Trace my <laughs> varicose veins with your tongue. Or are you going to get put All on right, the I'm front line of the enough. Ukraine? Enough. I said, J.D., can you go on porn sites and look for this ad that um, old women need to be fucked or something? And, and he was he spent an hour looking for it. Oh, really? Trying to, yeah. Do you want to fuck old women, but you don't know how? I can't believe you. I can't believe you couldn't find that on you porn. Every single ad is maybe they know my age or something, and they're like, "There must be some weird like algorithm or something." Yeah. I kept getting the same like. There's an ad for uh, to to boost your semen, and so all the ad is is like two cups, and it's like all this gooey liquid <laughs> going into two cups, <laughs> and one is like a little bit without this product, and one is like a whole that ton of liquid. Uh, if you use yeah. the product. Yeah, you see, I never have gotten that ad because they know at this point, I don't, I don't give a shit how much load I have. Yeah, That's I mean, I don't know how they know what to send to who. I mean, what, that is Cause, uh, I'll tell you why, because porn is genius. Porn is where all <laughs> the innovation on the internet happens. That's how they know. I, well, I got, I got one for, it was like, it wasn't even porn. It was for mint snuff. So I don't, you know, Snuff. but yeah, and I kept repeating, you know, on you porn, I, I went to three, four different porn sites looking. My ad is on you porn. I'm exclusive to you porn. I don't even go I, on the other ones. That's what I tried. I kept going to you porn and it would, I would get an ad every other video, but like the same, the same ads would keep popping up. And I was just like, I, I, mm. I don't know what else to do. You you so, sign up. That's what you do. <laughs> maybe if you Google, uh, do you want to fuck old grandmas? That's what I did. I did that too. Mm. I looked wow. up like funny porn ads and not, you know. So I'll keep trying so to see if I find. These places really don't exist. <laughs> oh look, it's the woman from the ad. Hi, Howard Stern. Alert! Your house will be torn down if you don't eat an elderly woman's ass. There is nowhere to run. You cannot hide. Embrace your fate. Stick down these elderly sluts. If you do not fuck a 90-year-old granny, your COVID will never end. Alert! Wow. Alert! Howard is not fucking old grannies. Yeah, your TV old grannies. will stop working if you don't put your cock inside wrinkly old grannies. Oh, <laughs> grannies. Old grannies. Hey, Christian, you're on the air. What's happening, pal? Whoa. Hey, Howard. Um, Man, I don't know if you had heard about this shit, but the I think just about a week ago, I hadn't been to U-Porn in a while, and I was like, I was just using my imagination. I went, I'm going to go and check some shit out and go jerk off. And this thing comes up for this woman, this ad comes up that says, your representative have said that you need to verify your age of 18 or over for us to allow you to see these things. 
So we're not going to go through with that problem and put that shit up there. So we're just going to block you. If you want to be able to see this, you need to talk to your representative. And you can't get the Bang Brothers. It's blocked. You porn is blocked. And I'm sitting there going, what the fuck? We're going backwards as a country, man. Well, Christian, you hit it on the head. You live in North Carolina. And, you know, all these states that are banning abortion, by the way, from people who are telling you they're into freedom. They're bullshit artists. Don't vote for these people, man. Stop already. We got to turn things around in this country. We're getting dangerously close to having these right-wing conservatives sitting and telling us that we're heathens and we're no good. You know, they are. They're the American Taliban. Yep, you want the Taliban. Look at that Supreme Court we got now, man. Wow, you want the Taliban? Keep voting for it. I don't know why people don't have their heads screwed on straight, but uh, yeah, imagine this guy sitting in North Carolina just trying to beat his meat, and now he's got to contact his representative. That'll be a comfortable phone call. What representative? That's what I want to know. Yeah, like, go look up, yeah, exactly. Go look up your uh, local representative, your congressman, (laughs) and call their office. Uh, hi, uh, Congressman. I'm, I'm calling and I, I can't I can't beat my meat to you porn anymore. They banned it and it said I should contact you. Hey, you it's know the religious the fanatics, man. Is? They don't want you beaten it's, off. And by the way, if you had you porn in the Middle East with all these maniacs running around who want to blow up America and America's bad, they're angry because they can't beat off. They can't get porn. Oh, the only yeah, thing that keeps me much. calm is if I need to jerk off, I go right on my phone. Imagine that they're regulating our phones. The like if you, was, Christian, the, the, if you want to fuck old ugly grandmas, you can't even do it. I can because I live in New York. <laughs> you can't even get the ad. <laughs> yeah. Listen, know, when they start fucking doing it, <laughs> what's it going to take for people to realize they're on the wrong side of things? Take away their porn. Yeah. Oh shit! When these, I sat there and these hillbillies, it, like, these these hillbillies don't know that their porn's going to be taken away. It's a slip, well, even these slippery dip, dip slope. Shit. Is that's what they say? Yeah. These dipshits in North Carolina, it's like they think they can actually stop it. I was like, there's no way you can block all porn. So I just They're doing it. Oh yeah, here we go. Free porn. I typed in free porn. You know what I got? X and XX works like a beauty. I went. See, here it is. Somebody's going to allow me to do it. You dipshits, you're not stopping anything. All right. Well, now it's like you're living in China. You got to go find. I know, man. Are you kidding? The other day I had to call my congressman. I'm being forced to fuck grannies. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to. Please stop it. (laughs) Yeah. All right, Christian. Good luck, man. Fight the good fight. Uh, Contact your representative and tell him you (laughs) need to jerk off. What (laughs) representative are they talking about? Yeah, you know, like, Howard. like, I won't even call my representative when they turn off the water, let alone I'm going to call <laughs> them about my porn issues. <laughs> my representative. Uh, I have an embarrassing thing I'd like to speak to my representative about. Well, sir, you're going to have to tell me first. Well, I'd rather not. I'd rather just speak directly to my representative, whoever that is. My representative. Contact I your need representative. To speak to the czar of porn, please. Yeah. <laughs> You know, Howard, one night in Vegas, I was at Ronnie's wedding and I couldn't jerk off because I guess one of the neighboring states has this going on. And Mm. for whatever reason, my Wi-Fi IP thought I was like one state over. 
And yeah, you get a whole warning like you can't look at this site. You have to show your actual ID to jerk off. They wanted me People to scan better get like, it my together. driver's license. People better stop voting for these Taliban maniacs. Do I have to spell it out? Come on, man. What's going on in this country? Vote for people think the election was rigged. I mean, come on. I mean, it, was, it wasn't rigged when you won, but it was rigged when you lost. Okay. Well, whatever. You know, I heard uh, Nikki Haley say the most refreshing thing the other day. Just because Donald Trump says something doesn't mean it's true. <laughs> I don't know. She seems to believe a lot of his shit. <laughs> oh, she's, uh, you know, finding her way out of that mess now <laughs> because she wants the job for herself. Uh, hey, I got a couple of things I got to talk about. I got to stop talking about porn, although I'm pretty sure I could do four <laughs> porn hours. Porn goes it. right into politics these days. I'm shocked. I got to tease something here that I think uh, you're going to love if you're a fan of the band The Cult. The um, this is called Howard Stern presents the cult. I'm doing it on my birthday. Uh, the cult came to our Sirius XM studio in Los Angeles, and I love this band. And I I always say, I don't know how they weren't more famous. I mean, they had a good run. Don't get me wrong, but they they they're just so good and so talented, and their music is so strong. And as I've mentioned many times, Ralph uh, turned me on. Rest in peace, Ralph. Yeah. He turned me on to the cult. And uh I was watching this special that we're gonna air on my birthday, and I got so sad. I was like, Oh, Ralph would love this. He would love it. The um as I said, the cult came to our studios to perform a private session. They did four songs and they talked about their forty year career. And I I watched the whole special. You could you guys can hear it on um Howard 101, this Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern and Pacific. And see the videos on the SiriusXM app. So uh, I tell you, they did a beautiful job, and it was great to see those guys. And their uh, lead singer still sounds great, Ian Asbury. And uh, Billy Duffy. It's Asbury or Asbury? Asbury, like um, (laughs) if you had like a berry. No, Astbury. Asbury. Ian Asbury. It's like um, (laughs) a little red, like inflammation on your anus. (laughs) His name was Ingle Dingleberry, but he uh, changed it. Uh, Ian Asbury and uh, the great guitar player, Billy Duffy, another guy, uh, standing there with a big old Gretsch guitar. That's why I want to take guitar lessons. I want to be like Billy Duffy playing that. Anyway, uh, here's a little bit of them. Howard, happy birthday. Um, This is She's Hell Sanctuary, just for you. Listen to how crisp that guitar is. Oh, and watching him play it is such a joy. And our usual uh, camera work is so spot on. Uh, And our audio people did such a beautiful job with this. And and listen to Ian's voice. Beautiful. Just made me 
made me so happy. I started to cry because I was thinking about Ralph. I got upset. He would have loved it. Can't believe he got so cold to do that song. Uh, what a band. They're super talented guys. And uh, thank you for doing that. I think you guys will love it. I want you to know that uh, I do appreciate it. By the way, you know who's got a new album coming out is Green Day, one of my favorite bands. Yeah. Uh, next Wednesday, the boys are going to come in here and they're going to perform. Yay. And we're going to talk about the new album. And I'm looking very much forward to Green Day. Love that band. How long has it been since their last album? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. But, uh, you know, still writing great music. I listen hey, to, how do I know you know who time? else, you know who else has a new song out that is really good is, um, the Black Crows. What happened to that song? When am I going to play that, you guys? They said tomorrow. Wednesday, Howard. <laughs> oh, tomorrow. <laughs> What's today? Let Tuesday. me play it now. I'll play it now. <laughs> Why, why, who, what, what happened if, uh, I won't be allowed to fuck old women if I, uh. <laughs> That's right. They revoke your membership. Black Crows tomorrow. Oh, can I play it today, guys? Give me, I don't want to do if something. If you want, right. you can. If you want. Oh, yeah. You can? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I never know what the, all these rules are with music. But, Maybe uh, you, you know, the Black Crows. get it until tomorrow and they don't want people frustrated. I used to go nuts with the Black Crows. We, you know, I'm a big fan. I think they got a great sound. And every time I'd have in, uh, the fuck's his name, the lead singer? Chris. Chris, I'm having an old fart moment. Chris Robinson. I'd have Chris and I'd go, Chris, you can't get along with your brother? The fuck is wrong with you? The two of you make great music together. Well, you know, man, and, you know, and he said, and man, and it's not me, man, and man. <laughs> I go, fuck that. Get together with your brother and get the band back together. You'll make a ton of dough. Everyone wants to see the Black Crows. You guys got a shitload of hits. Well, man. And you're a great live band. You're great live band. And there's not that many bands, you know, that know how to rock. Well, man. <laughs> you know, it's like a thing, and man, man. I'm like, listen, man, this, this it's contagious when someone starts going, man. I go, listen, man, man, man pull man. you. Yes. <laughs> so these two brothers, finally, I don't know what happened. I mean, they went to marriage counseling. They got together. And I think things are good. And now they're making music together. And I was listening to this little hook on this new song. And I said, this shit's good. This is the first new song from the Black Crows in 15 years. Wow. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. We got into this studio, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, you know who else broke up again? Who? I, I, Rage Against the Machine. They finally, <sighs> to me, I find such irony in this. I feel so bad for Tom Morello. Oh, I mean, the guy loves his band. You know, he has other bands, but it's, it ain't Rage Against the Machine. Although I love his solo work and everything. I love, I'm a big Tom Morello fan. But this fucking, I think it's this guy, Zacca de la Roca. 
Zach. Hey, the lead guy, Zaka Lee DeRocca, or whatever his name is. <laughs> He's like, 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 to me, I called Tom Rowe. I said, you know what? You guys are like the real housewives of Beverly Hills. <laughs> There's no difference between Rage Against the Machine and the real housewives of Beverly Hills. Can't you guys get it together? No, man, you know. <laughs> you know, it's like. Rage Against the Machine will make so... They were about to go out on tour. It was announced they were reuniting. They had just gotten inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They couldn't even agree on whether they should go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But the irony in all of it is they're revolutionaries. And they're like, hey, man, we all have to get together. We have to band together as human beings. The band can't even stay together. Well, this is, is the irony. Yes. Yeah. It should they be called Rage... Along with each other. Rage against each other is the real yes. problem, not the machine. The machine's like, fuck you guys. We're not worried about <laughs> you. You can't even stay together. You're not I even was, a problem. No. We, that's what we, the machine loves when people <laughs> fight with each other. They don't get it. You know, for years, the history of our country, the Jews and the blacks would fight each other, which is the dumbest thing in the world. The two minorities who have no power in the United States. It's a Christian country. They're busy knocking heads against each other. And the Christians are going, this is fantastic. Those blacks look and the Jews, they're busy. People. Look yeah. at those, those maniacs. <laughs> this is fantastic. Let them keep fighting with each other while we have all the power. And it's the same with Rage Against the Machine. The machine is going, we used to be worried about Zacca de la Roca and Tom Morello. We don't worry about them because those two idiots can't even sit in a room together. <laughs> well, that's what I used to say about the Beatles. Here they are singing about right. peace all the time. But where's there no peace in the band? The band, the band breaking up is exactly what the machine wants. Check the scoreboard. Rage Against the Machine, zero. The machine, a hundred. <laughs> the machine keeps winning. You're being trounced by the machine. Machine laughs at you. I laugh at you guys. I'm a machine <laughs> and I'm beating you. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm reading this. Rage Against the Machine. Here, I got the fucking thing right here. I got the they, headline. They Rage Against the Machine. They can't go out on tour now. It's all done. Every 10 years they do. They previously broke up in 2000, again in 2011. The drummer Brad Wilk announced the news on Instagram. This poor bastard never gets to announce anything. Quote, I don't want to string people or myself along any further. So while there has been some communication that this may be happening in the future, I want to let you know that Rage Against the Machine, Tim, Zach, Tom, and I will not be touring or playing live again. Wow. I'm so sorry for those of us who have been waiting for this to happen. I really wish it was dot, dot, dot. Well, anyway, it's unbelievable, unbelievable to me. You know, man, I think it's, I know Tom Morella. He, he wants to go out and play. I think it's Zach. I really do. I think he's the well, problem. Well, we're he's, only hearing from Tom. That's true. Have you talked to Zach? <laughs> he's not answering me. <laughs> I feel like the, the three guys... They look, they, they suffer from the fact they only have one guy who sings, and it's Zach de la Roca. 
And it's a shame, but uh, they, you know, it's like, you know, man, I, I don't know, man. I, when I get around those guys, you know, they don't let me have my freedom, man. What freedom? There is no freedom. Well, what's he doing in the meantime? Does he go out on his own? Maybe he's fucking old grannies. <laughs> and he has to be available. Can't turn anyone down. But I could almost guarantee you, you know, I'm, not that I have any proof, but I think it's Zach De La Roca who's like just very difficult. Does anybody know the history of the band? I mean, Tom won't say anything negative about Zach. I know that. Because he's a revolutionary. A revolutionary. was that Zach doesn't like to tour. I feel bad for Tom Morello because, like, he can't get Chris Cornell back for Audio Slave because Chris killed himself. Zach De La Roca is missing. Anybody Tom hooks up with, they 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 run away. You know, they need like one of those Vegas uh, residencies since Zach doesn't like to tour. If that's the problem, yeah. Well, no, I don't know what the problem is. I think he feels, <laughs> you know, man, we, like we're sellouts. Like we have oh, to be now more popular. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, man. You know, who knows what doesn't it want is. to sing be... for the people who want to hear him could... sing. Yeah, man, and and then the ticket, the ticket master, and they get the money, man, and we have to give back <laughs> money to the people. Who knows what it is? It's almost as if they're raging against their own success. Yeah. What they need to do is get in on this show, all of them, and I'll straighten them all out. You've been so successful at ending yes. feuds, yes. Well, I got uh, Black Crows back together. <laughs> they came in on the show. Well, what about the Gallagher brothers? Oh, no, no, I didn't have success with those two. <laughs> I couldn't help that. The two Gallaghers, Gallagher one <laughs> and Gallagher two. Anyway, uh, yeah, so the Black Crows, thank God they they wised up. The two brothers, Chris and uh, what's the other cat's name? The guitar player, Frank? No, it's not Frank, Rich. is it? Richie. Rich. Richie Robinson. I should know that. I was going to say, wasn't it Rob Robinson? <laughs> Robbie Robert Robertson. <laughs> anyway, these guys got together and I'm listening to it and I went, you know, this is a good fucking hook. It's got the beat. It's nice. Here, I'll play a little of it. It's called uh, Wanting and Waiting. The single comes out Friday, but the band gave us permission to premiere it here today. Well, they gave us permission to prepare, premiere it tomorrow, but uh, I couldn't wait. Because I think it's that good. Listen to this. Coming at you. WNBC. This that hawk alone is good. Nice. That's good. Come on, you got to admit it. Sounds great, right? I could fuck some grannies to this, man. Sing it, you devil. Church. Sing it. Here we go. 
see these guys. Wanting and waiting. See, it's a hooky kind of thing. Nice guitar work. That's why I'm going to be taking guitar lessons. I got to get in a band really badly. With my big presence. Listen to that. Nice, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I had the COVID. I'm sitting by my computer listening. I'm getting all jacked up. I was like, hmm, this is pretty good. It's a good thing these two boys found each other again. Because believe me, they weren't lighting the world on fire by themselves. Now they're back. Same with this rage against the machine. And Tom Morello's dying to get out on the road, you know, and, and play. He needs this Zach De La Rocha. Hey, vey, what a pain in the ass. But good thing we didn't start a band, Robin. It's a pain in the ass. <laughs> Sexy music. It is. Yeah. Coming at you, WNBC. This is live from our show. You should go in our archives and check it out on the app. I am BB at WNBC. Great band. Oh, that's good. I should have been a musician. All the years I wasted jerking off and going to Hebrew school. Yeah, the only thing you can play is the skin flute. <laughs> yeah. And I play that kind of horribly. Not even that well. Tugging on that little piece of taffy, wasting all my time. Should have been doing scales. Ugh. What a waste of a life. Remember, I spent like the first three years tugging on this thing and just peeing on myself. <laughs> Couldn't even figure it out. I'm like an idiot. Oh, my goodness. Well, I never had a father who taught me the ropes. Even that, you weren't a savant yeah. at uh, jerking off. I remember laying there with Gilligan's Island on TV, my parents <laughs> out of the house, and I peed on their bed <laughs> and all over my belly. Uh. What an idiot. What a loser. And I'm like, oh, God, I have a pool of urine in my belly. And if I make the wrong move here, it's going to end up on their bed. And they're going to know I was laying on their bed and I urinated. <laughs> they're going to send me away. What am I going to do? I remember laying there like a turtle trying to sop up the pee on my belly. I, I thought pee was jism. He's speaking of jism. Yeah. You know, I just was randomly, like in, when I was in my COVID coma, I, I, I was sitting there chuckling to myself. My wife walked in the room and goes, are you delirious? Should I call the hospital? I go, no, no, no. I'm just thinking there used to be a band called Jism. No, no. <laughs> there was a band called Ism. And the lead singer's name was Jism. <laughs> you see what I mean? I'm sitting there thinking about it. And I'm like, what Jesus. happened to those guys? With a name like that, they should have gone far. <laughs> oh my God. I, 
I just remember I was so excited that there was a band called Ism with the lead singer Jism. And then when I heard him, I was like, oh, fuck. Because they, they, they were kind of. all name and nothing else. Yeah, it was all name. Although Gary Delabate told me he went to their concert and he even bought oh, their really? record. Yeah. Remember wow. they did. Ism, the biggest thing they ever did was they had a cover song of the. Remember the Partridge Family theme song? Yeah. I think I love you. You know. I love you. Na, 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 na. They did that. That was Ism. <laughs> that was Ism. That was Jism singing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. A... That's Ism. You went to that concert. These oh, these guys broke up too, right, Gary? I mean, I don't know. I can't imagine they're still together. I, do, I remember I the headline in Billboard magazine was "Jism and Ism had a schism." <laughs> you want to get into it? I want to be into this band just because the lead singer is Jism. <laughs> you went to their concert, huh? Oh, yeah, and I own their, uh, the 45 of this song, Howard, which is uh, really hard to come by. It got banned almost immediately. The Partridge family sued because the 45 cover is two dogs fucking, but David, David Cassidy's head is on one dog, and Shirley Jones' head is on the other. <laughs> oh, and David Cassidy's wow. little thought bubble says, I think I love you. <clears throat> and, they, and they sued over that? They did. Oh, my God. That's the greatest thing I ever heard. <laughs> you mean it was two dogs fucking except their heads were Shirley Partridge and uh, the, the Danny part or whatever, the other Partridge. Yes. Wow. That's awesome. You went to the Jism, con the Ism concert and you saw what Jism. What got you to the Ism concert? Just that one song? First of all, well, this got heavy airplay. It. Well, that got hair airplay, and then they had another. The Gary worked at WLIR Radio, where they okay. featured the song "John Tinkley Jr." by yeah. Ism. <laughs> Ism. Beautiful song. And then after <laughs> this song, what did they do? <laughs> they got the Partridge song and this yeah. song. And then what happened? That one was called John Hinckley Jr. What Has Jody Foster Done to You by Ism. Howard, do you want to see the cover of that that I was talking about? No. I, I remember it, actually. We got a picture in our minds. Yeah. It was a pink cover, I think. And it had the orange. two dogs. Was it orange? Yeah. I kind of remember it. Don't forget, I was a big DJ in my day. I was a progressive DJ. Speaking of progressive DJs, see, I didn't. There's a guy who worked here at Sirius XM named Jim Ladd. He was 75 years old. He had a heart attack or something. Oh, really? He just died. Yeah, but Jim Ladd was like a big deal. A progressive rock DJ. But I didn't know of him because I grew up in you know the Northeast, right? But like he was like. You know how Meg Griffin knows all the music and everything. He's all about the. He was all about the music too. Like he really, mm. and like rock stars and stuff really dug Jim Ladd. So I do want to mention his death. 
for those of you who are fans of Jim Ladd. Jim Ladd. And he had a real deep voice, too, like a real good delivery. Like he was very professional sounding, like Meg. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like a real professional DJ. Not like me. You know how I'm, I don't, like you go, how, how'd he get on the radio? He sounds like me. <laughs> But Jim Ladd had like that announcer voice. Like, here, I'll play you some. Everybody out there who listens to this show, you are a part of a tribe. A tribe of people who have chosen freeform rock and roll radio over the lowest common denominator. This is not a show for stupid. In other words, we're smart, you're dumb. That's right. We listen to the right kind of music, you don't. You listen, you listen to, to crap. Yeah, you listen to that shit everybody else buys. We we over here we play you music that uh nobody never even heard of. Too. <laughs> yeah, nobody cares about it except for me. People. This is not background music. This is not uh, a show where we use research and mark I never I used to ask Meg about that. Say, why do I have to work so hard to love music? Can I just love popular music? It's like, absolutely not. Yeah, if you just there's love, something wrong with it if everybody likes it. Because I remember when I worked at the Progressive Rock radio station with Meg, I was like sort of the outcast. Because I listened to like Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and they're like, oh, what a douche. <laughs> like they, The rap on me was my music was too commercial. Douche, yeah. So they made me the morning man, where they thought maybe they could tolerate a guy who was... Like, I, I was like, I don't know, I... I played like Queen, Bohemian Rhapsody. I thought people liked it. It's funny, though, because you were playing the music people wanted to listen to. And then I thought the rest so. of the day, the station was lost. <laughs> like, yeah, but you it was, didn't know what to expect. But it was like the Twilight Zone. Everything that you thought was good was bad at this radio station. But yeah, if you had to, talking about somebody out there in the world, they come on to, you know, Queen and Crosby, Stills and Nash, and they go, oh, I like this station, and they can't find it the rest of the day. No, the goal at this station was to make sure you played music that no one wanted to hear. <laughs> it, so you were cool. You know what I mean? Right. You and the two other people you know. So then I would play like Queen's... um uh, keep yourself alive thinking oh yeah. that's like a deeper track meanwhile that was too commercial for them anything like, on a queen anything <laughs> right get driven techniques to try to figure out how to get inside the mass psyche of as many people as we can know this is you and me talking that's the difference this is you and me and we speak not only through words but we speak through this extraordinary music for our vocabulary is long and wide and deep our vocabulary is rock and roll music meg must be really upset that this guy died because he yeah. he should be married to her he's like a fellow traveler yeah those two are perfect for each other they should have been married <laughs> jim ladd and meg griffin In fact, the ism was too commercial for them. They felt <laughs> <laughs> it was like too, too mainstream. Uh. Hello. I'm Jim Ladd. I'm here to announce we are going to listen to music so we can get the lowest ratings possible. <laughs> well, he basically said in that little conversation, this is right. you and me. You and me, yeah, yeah. like there's two of us here listening to like, this music. 
like this whole big radio setup, and it's only two of us. That's, it's a real intimacy. There's only one other person beside myself who, who likes this music. Uh, the, the point is, most people are idiots. And if you're listening to me, you're gonna, you are required to listen to horrible music that nobody bought and nobody likes. The Beatles are for cunts. You'll never hear that here. It's too commercial. In fact, they say that Jim Ladd was such a big deal that uh, the Tom Petty song, The Last DJ, was written for him. That was the rumor. I don't know if Tom Petty ever said that, but maybe he did. Do you remember what I did back in the day when this song came out, The Last DJ? I went on the air and told everyone that it was written about me. Yes, I remember and it did that. Get, yeah, it did get some traction, but then Tom <laughs> Petty refuted it. <laughs> there goes the last DJ who plays what he wants to play and says what he wants to say. Anyway, that's Jim Ladd. So rest in peace, pal. Yeah. Yeah, 75. To me, that's sounding young. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) I know what you mean. Yeah, five years away from 80, and yet sounds young to me. (laughs) Yeah, I'm getting to the point. I'm getting real scared. Of? Well, you know, I heard that... These next 10 years are really bad. Oh, you know? uh, you yeah. the, nobody yeah. knows what these 10 years are like, Howard. Oh, no, no, no. People do. People know. <laughs> <laughs> They're called doctors. This is it's really as bad. individual as your COVID. You're oh, not no. having everybody's COVID. You're having your COVID. Oh, my COVID. Robin, why'd you bring that up? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Oh, man. So awesome. Anyway, I think I covered a lot of ground. Maybe I should take a break. You were yes, supposed to I make me take a, a break. break is is very necessary for you to get some lemon down your throat and some mm. warm water. Keep yourself going. Yeah, I told you about the cult. Listen to them on my birthday night, Friday night. They're yeah. doing a special concert, and it's beautiful. Really beautiful. A little four songs, and you... Go to the app. The app is fabulous. We have all the music from all the years of the shows with the videos. Oh, my God. It's just fucking awesome. Also, another note. Today is the 18th anniversary of us coming to Sirius XM. God bless Sirius XM. Jennifer Witz and her crew. Only and, the 18th? Uh, I feel like it's Scott Greenstein. <laughs> yeah, only the 18th. I know. I mean, right now it feels like we've been here 50 years, but I couldn't be. Uh, one thing I will say, it has been so fucking pleasant being on Sirius yes. Satellite Radio. You know, I'm the first one to bitch when things are bad, but when things are good, you got to acknowledge it. Lovely people, a lovely organization and a great product. And I know, I, did the new app come out yet, or is it, uh, I don't even know. I'm we had the announcement, right? There was a party. Yeah. You went to a show or something. I went somewhere. They announced some new app. <laughs> I never saw it, but uh, I'm assuming it's coming. And um, I tell you, the app is fabulous. 
and all the video we're putting out. It's just a great home for all our material. And uh, I was just reading this morning that over on the terrestrial side of radio that continues to fall apart, I saw that Odyssey, which is a which I think is basically the old company we worked for with a new name. I think it's Infinity, but they call themselves Odyssey or something. Or yeah, Cassie. when I saw it, I was going to ask you because I know they own WCBS. Yeah, they and, they just uh, yeah they just filed for uh, let's see chapter it's eleven. The, yeah. <laughs> oh, that is really cruel. <laughs> yeah. And well, you know, their arrogance. I told them uh, when I left, uh, I said it's the end of terrestrial radio. You're not going to be able to make money with this hunk of junk. No, you they keep kept chasing saying out. it was the end of you. Oh, yeah. They said, that's it. It's over. Oh, 18 years later, I haven't received a letter. From uh, Les Moonves, and what was the nutnick who sued me? What was that guy's name? Another lovely guy. Willie Fistigash. Willie Fistigash. I haven't gotten a letter from either of them. You, asshole. <laughs> Huge asshole. You, yeah, the whole crew. Jassel. <laughs> I haven't received any letters about uh, how they were wrong. Somehow my career continues to thrive. But uh, you never, you never hear the follow-up. It was just all headlines. Stern commits, you know, Harry Carey. All right. He's suicidal, his career. No one will ever hear from him again. Okay. Fair enough. We'll see. And we'll see how it turns out. now the airwaves are free. No more fart radio. Yeah. Now, no more of that <laughs> creative nonsense. No more of ch bending the medium. Um. A lot of people have been writing me. Oh, let me take a couple of these phone calls. People have been on the phone. Uh, Rich, you're on the air in New York. Hey, now. Are you talking to me, Rich? Yeah, I'm talking to you, Rich. Hey, what's up? Listen, I've been listening to you for weeks now. Talk about how much you hate like people who do podcasts and things like that. But you have to understand, you are the reason that there are all these podcasts. Like, even the way, like, sports radio changes, the way they are, the moment you put a camera in your studio back in K-Rock changed everything. Well, I'm not going to argue with you. I know I changed the medium. I, I remember what it was like when I got into it, and um, I know I started a revolution, but... Uh, don't the have thing to like I hate, what it became, yeah. Yeah, I don't like that everyone now has a microphone in their house it's just uh you know it was supposed to be the medium was supposed to be just for a select few people who get on radio stations what's happened is now everybody has access and i don't like it i mean it's just annoying it used to be special to be like, on the radio now i'm just a douche like i go to just... i literally go to parties and i'll meet some woman there she go what do you do i go i'm on the radio there she goes oh i have a radio show <laughs> it's so fucking annoying i can't even tell you when you ask what happened to odyssey they say their advertising got so cheap because they're yeah. competing with podcasts and streaming and internet and satellite and everything well, else they can't make the money they used to make it only proves what i used to tell you people on the radio suck 
It's just they have no competition. As soon as they got some competition, everybody went out of business. It's crazy. All right, Rich. I hear what you're saying. I'm wonderful and everyone else isn't. That's a good message. Uh, let's go to Jason. Jason in Michigan. Michigan. Hey, Howard. How you doing? Um, I want to just first off say, um, first, I mean, your show is just so great. I've been listening, you know, today. And I just, Thank you. I, I should come up with so much more stuff to talk uh, talk to you about because your shows are so great, funny, insightful. But anyways, um, this show is amazing. Uh, there's no question. I've I've yeah. evaluated this show against other shows, and I'm telling you, this is an amazing show. I happen to agree with you. Go ahead. It's the best, Howard. Um, I want to say Happy New Year to you, Robin. Here's, here's um, the problem. Fred. I'm getting older. I can't keep yeah. doing this. In other words, you keep doing it. Hold on. Okay, sorry. It's going to end. In other no. words. You can't tell me no. I'm Howard Stern. I'm the guy who has to do the show. I'm telling you. No, I'm telling you. I can't keep going. I got the yes, COVID. I can't I even. Faith. You know. You know. I'm such a nut. I'm laying there with this COVID, uh, and I feel shitty. And I said, you know, I should just take a few weeks off. And I got racked with guilt because my shithead fans. They started. He doesn't show up for work. He doesn't care about us. He turns and yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, you motherfuckers. I you don't even let me be sick. <laughs> You're one of them. Believe me, I, I smell you out. <laughs> I hear you complaining in your house. Hey, these listen, fans, listen, they Howard. don't give me. They, I thought after all these years, the fans would say, you know what? Howard has been on the air for us for 40 something years, <laughs> maybe 50. Who knows how long? It depends how long you've been listening. And and, I've been and you know what the guy the guy he must have a good reason for not showing up for a couple of weeks. We'll we'll chill. We'll just relax and we'll wait. For, no, no, you were not. <laughs> and I'll tell you what. I mean, I here's my problem, and it's my problem. Okay. I care too much what complete assholes think. <laughs> I would like to be able to tell you that I don't care what you think, but I do. I care what you think of me, and I've got this. Even my kid said to me, Dad, you're not feeling good. Why don't you take a few days off? I said, I can't. I can't. These fucks who listen oh to me, God. they think right away I'm a, I'm a lazy scumbag. And I care what they think. They go, why do you care what they... I said, Fuck listen, you. my fans Howard, put you through college. Guy. That's um, right. And I do care what you think. Um, but you shouldn't feel an obligation to your fans. I we do. It's a fans. sickness. I got to stop this already. You have a sickness, man. Um, I, I can't talk to you. You're annoying. Stop it. Stop at it, it with you, Jason. But you think about it, Howard. They wait for those Denzel Washington movies equally. I know. You Who know, I, I forget the last time he made one before <laughs> this third one. And they always, the audience comes back. I'm on my, on my sick bed. I'm sitting and worrying about what Bobo thinks. <laughs> Unbelievable. By the way, speaking of what the audience thinks, let me read you some of the uh, fan mail that we've gotten. And then I want to, uh, uh, there's so much to get to. Um, if you remember, we closed out 2023, Robin, with an amazing live music special featuring Marin Morris and Dave Matthews and Charlie Puth and Adam Levine. Yeah, I thought uh, about that for a long time. What beautiful music. 
Back Beautiful then. music. Yeah. They uh, covered the music of artists who we lost last year. The audience thought it was a great way to end the year. And they said every year we should end like this, Howard. Well, I, yeah, maybe we will. We'll see. Uh, fantastic segment that you should do every December. Whoever thought of this deserves a raise. Yeah, I deserve a raise for thinking. You, it was me. You thought of it? <laughs> I said, you know, it'd be cool. Why don't we honor some people at the end of the year? Who? I mean, it's not. It's. He's right. I deserve a raise. Okay. Wow. Very cool having the young. I think I thought of it, unless somebody else <laughs> remembers it differently. A very cool having the young musicians showing respect to the old and hearing how they were influenced by them. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, we opened the show with Marin Morris. Boy, is she attractive! Anybody watching that on the uh, on the uh, on the replay on the on the, app. Uh, on the, on the app? <laughs> I just find her fascinating. <laughs> I mean, wow! Yeah, she's back on the market, boys. In take fact, I was easy, talking take to her. It easy. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. <laughs> I got to tell you, I uh, when I was talking to her off the air. I was like, um, "Hey," I said, uh, "We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna." She goes, "How are you gonna find me? Uh, hey. You know, a date uh, or whatever it was." Like she, she actually didn't want a date. She goes, "I don't know if I'm ready." You know, women right, are never ready. ready. Yeah. yeah, guy. Five minutes after they break up, a guy's ready to date. Guy has to have something. <laughs> yeah. As soon as I'm single, I start dating. I don't waste a Please. minute. You, you forgot your job. <laughs> it was yeah. you were busy. <laughs> All hell went. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot everything. I was I put my full energy into dating. Everything went into it. Nothing better than dating. <laughs> and uh But I said to her, I'm gonna find you a man. Meanwhile, you know who the right man is. Me. <laughs> it's the only man you <laughs> ever find. Right. I, I did an exhaustive search and I found the greatest yeah. guy ever to date you. <laughs> oh, who's that? Me. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, yeah, Marin Morris honored the uh, memory of, uh, from Fleetwood Mac, Christine McVie. I get chills. What an angel. Yeah, me too. I'm all chill. <laughs> I think it's for different reasons. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Anyway, people wrote in, I love me Marin Morris. I love me some Marin Morris. Brains, beauty together. She has some of the best live vocals I've ever heard. She sounds so good today. I love Marin and the high women covering the chain. Yeah, who doesn't? That was great. I loved her performance today. What a final show. Gorgeous holiday gift to the Stern Show fans. Uh, Marin Morris, blah, 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 over and over again. Dave Matthews uh, celebrated Jimmy Buffett. With a song I didn't even know, A Pirate Looks at 40. I really enjoyed yes, that. Yes, I am a pirate, 200 years too late. The cannons don't thunder. The Thank you for the end-of-year salute to the musicians we lost. Dave Matthews' tribute to Jimmy Buffett was especially moving to me and an appropriate send-off to someone so many of us love. Dave was on point, doesn't get much better. I had tears the entire morning. I love Dave and Jimmy. This was a beautiful tribute. Hearing Dave's tribute to Jimmy was a wonderful surprise. This is my absolute favorite Jimmy song, sung by another favorite of mine, Dave Matthews. Makes my heart warm. 
Charlie Puth pulled one off too. I I yeah. never thought the the tribute to Burt Bacharach would be any good, and he was great. He did close to you. Listeners love to hear Charlie perform as much as they love to hear him talk about music too. That is why all the girls in town beautiful boy. Just like me, they long to be close to you. Then he played the uh, trumpet with his mouth. Like, there's no trumpet there. I've been doing that. By the way, I finally found an instrument I can play. Now you have an instrument. Listen. (laughs) You'll love it. Uh, Jesus Christ, I could listen to Charlie Puth talk music for days. More of that guy, please. Yeah, he's fascinating. Charlie is the most amazing and informative musician I've ever heard. No one else can explain how music is created by playing examples on the piano for us. I could listen to him for hours. I'm right there with you. Yeah. Your conversation with Charlie Puth was so incredibly interesting. Listening to him tinker on the piano and sing snippets of songs made me feel like a peeping Tom into an intimate songwriting session. I learned so much about song composition. I feel like I owe you tuition. And you do. Please send it to me. <laughs> um, and by the way, we did close the show with Adam Levine performing Nothing Compares to You in memory of Sinead O'Connor. And uh, people loved it. Fantastic version of Nothing Compares to You by Adam. Yeah, everybody was so great. I pulled over while Adam sang so I could take it all in. Thanks for the great interview. Thanks to Adam for the wonderful version of a wonderful song. I love this version of Nothing Compares to You. The song gives me goosebumps every time. Really cool chat with Adam Levine this morning about the brilliance of Eddie Vedder. Yeah, I enjoyed that too. When uh, <laughs> Adam gave us his impression of Eddie Vedder when he sang a few bars for us. I loved it. Uh, Seem to recognize face. <laughs> All things familiar years, I can't seem to place it. Oh my god, I mean, I mean here's amazing. the real Eddie. He gets that vibrato, he, he, it's amazing. He did it. Yeah. That's Eddie. You can AB him and it holds up. I seem to recognize Anything Talented guy <laughs> I I, Yeah, Eddie Vedder knows himself <laughs> I can't seem to place it That's Adam Levine Yeah And now that's Eddie I seem to recognize your face That's amazing Do you think uh, uh, Eddie hears that and goes, I don't sound like that <laughs> Let's go to David. David is calling us from California. Hi, David. Hey, now. Hey, now. So, so uh, I called about a year ago. Um, I called in about uh, Botoxing my asshole. And uh, I just figured... I'd I was wondering what happened to you. Going. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. was thinking about you the other day. How's it going? Yeah. Just the other day, I was thinking yeah. about, wonder what happened to David who Botoxed his asshole? How's he doing? <laughs> yeah, I, I worried about you. Well... Uh, you know, Robin had mentioned that, uh, it wears off and that sometimes, you know, you have to kind of go in and get it, you know, reapplied or, or whatever. Not here. Got blasted open and, uh, just, you know, it's been good. So that's all. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. 
No. What do you say, Robin? Did not wear off. He didn't have to go get a re-up of his Botox. It's still working. What was the reason he got Botox in his asshole? Believe it or not, I haven't I have been no thinking about it. I have no clue. I don't remember. Does your asshole look like uh, Gary's lips? Like, do they, <laughs> do they blow up big? No, 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 no. It, 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 it's, it, it's to relax your butt if you're too no. tight. Yeah, I always dreamt of a re- Yeah, I always dreamt of a relaxed asshole. <laughs> I was always always jealous when I'd watch um baboons in the jungle. Uh, the, their, their assholes look so relaxed. You know, you're a relaxed asshole. David, what was your story? You're a gay dude and um like a Correct. lot of guys couldn't get in your ass and then that Botox helped them get in. Yeah, I went to a doctor for a different reason and she was like, nice. You have a really tight ass. Oh, she even noticed. Oh, my. Yeah. Look at your yeah. asshole. God, it's a freaky asshole. You know, when you get Botox in your asshole, they call it Holtox, not Botox. <laughs> I don't know if you know that. I'm hanging up on him. I'm going to. It's too out there. Well, we learned something. You know, you get your Botox in your ass once and it's done. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I was afraid I'd have to keep Botoxing my asshole, which is not the most fun. You know what I mean? It's embarrassing. Right. Like, what do you do? Do you get up on a table and the guy spreads you wide open and shoots the Botox into yeah, your asshole? Yeah, imagine you got to be on your knees, or, you know, in that doggy position or something. Mm. Maybe. Sir, we'll need you. I don't know. <laughs> we'll need you in the doggy position. Those are words you don't want to hear. Yeah, Dan. Dan in Missouri. Everybody loves Missouri. Howard, what is up, man? This is crazy. I cannot believe that I am talking to Howard Stern. This is just an unbelievable moment in my life. Um, awesome, I isn't started, it? Yeah, it's awesome. It <laughs> yeah. uh, he feels the same way when he talks to himself. Uh, you know, it's kind of funny, Dan. I, I remember when I was in high school, uh, all the kids in the high school would go, man, it's so awesome talking to Howard Stern, man. We're so lucky he's here. Uh, it was crazy. Uh, it, and Robin, you too, man. I, I started, actually, I started watching uh, you guys. You were on TV, and I was like, what is this? It was a long, long time ago. And you were so bold and honest, and it was just so refreshing at the time. And I was going to, my parents were raging alcoholics, and I used to late night just to get away um, to check out, I guess, of the fighting and everything. So, I would turn on your show, and I remember one time you had a porn star on there. I think her name was, uh, was it Savannah Sampson or something like that? But anyway, she was talking about getting her asshole bleached, and someone got their <laughs> asshole bleached. Uh, and I laughed. I swear, I... It, it just, it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Well, you know, it's I funny. Had, when you, uh, when you were talking about your childhood, I, I became yeah. envious. I only wished my parents were alcoholics. I uh, was always so disappointed they didn't drink. I thought maybe really? if they drank. Yeah, I always I used to fantasize like if they drank, maybe they'd get out of my fucking life. Yeah. And get preoccupied. Or, or there'd be an excuse for the behavior, right? Yeah, so, like yeah, um, like like go drink, maybe you'll chill. Uh, you were so lucky so, to have alcoholic parents. I I envy your childhood. I do. And they were great. Don't get me wrong. They were still great. Of course they were. They weren't busy yeah. they focusing were great on you. Alcoholics. Right. <laughs> 
They were really so, good at so, uh, it. Yeah, I went to. In fact, my they almost my parents almost became alcoholics. They didn't really drink, but my mother became so depressed, and the weight in the house was so heavy, it was like a dark blanket. I remember my father yeah. did come home and say to her, maybe we should drink. Let's become alcoholics together. And I was like, oh, yes, thank you. This was and, an um, actual conversation. Actual conversation. Wow. He said, hey, maybe we'll drink together. You won't be depressed. And uh, <laughs> and uh, my mother goes, no, I don't want to drink. But we finally got uh, her on some kind of uh, medication. They put her on, I don't know, Xanax or something. And there were a couple of good years there. there was I don't years. think there was Xanax then. I think she was one of Valium. Valium was she uh, was on. Yeah. All I know is they jacked my mom up on so much Valium when I was in high school. It was so uh, great. She went out and got a job. She, I, was, I could smoke weed all day in my garage. Nobody bothered me. And, and then one day... I'm walking on, on Grand Avenue in Baldwin, Long Island. I see my mother ride by on a bicycle. My mother doesn't know how to ride a bicycle. This Valium must be so fucking intense. In the middle of like six lanes of traffic, I see her. Oh, my goodness. She's like, wee. I go, man, I got to get on that stuff. I could never get it. <laughs> so, yeah, you it's got me crazy. through some rough times, man. And, uh, well, I went. I started drinking, you know, um, you would think I wouldn't because of my parents, but, um, became a real bad alcoholic myself. Um, life mm. fell apart. I ended up on the streets, um, and eventually went to prison for, I got, uh, three DWIs. Thank God no one was hurt, but I went to prison for a long time, nine years. And, mm. um, I, yeah. and you were, you were in the Sirius XM. I thought in the beginning, I was like, Sirius XM paying for radio, it will never work. Well, I get out and lo and behold, it's the thing, you know? And so I had to pay for it. And because I saw you on 100 and 101 and then, um, so I'm going through a divorce. I changed my life around, um, and, um, you know, got a career and now going through this divorce, um, I was actually tempted to go back to drinking and, um, you know, I got serious XM and started listening to you and I go out to my car and kind of check out from, you know, the yelling at me and stuff, my wife. Oh, I, I'll tell you what, Dan, uh, I used to laugh at guys like you who would call in and say that we changed your life or we helped you through tough times. But uh, I just had COVID, and sure enough, the guys on SWAT, LAPD, that TV show got me through some tough times, man. I was laying in bed <laughs> half dead. These fuckers on the uh, Team 20, Hondo, Commander Hicks, Robin, uh, 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 all you the guys. Because you know all the guys. Ask me the names of everyone on SWAT, and I can tell you every they single little action and, figures, too, remember? Yeah. Ronnie, by the way, watches SWAT. Ronnie, yes, he does. Give me, give me the quiz. Ask me to name everyone on SWAT. Because I wouldn't know if you had them right. Ronnie, you watch it, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Here I go. You ready? Hondo, who is the lead guy, the good-looking right. guy that Robin would you know, yeah. come in her pants over. <laughs> Yeah. But I'm not going right. to watch that show to see him. <laughs> Even my wife walks in and goes, wow, he's a good looking guy. I go, well, then how can you be married to me? Because I'm the opposite of Hondo. Yeah, well, he was a he was a big deal on uh, Criminal Minds. Also, that show that was on for years. How old is that guy? He'd be great for Robin. Oh, here yeah, we he go. Nobody's yeah. my age. <laughs> you look good. He, he's, he's, built, be... he's built like a brick shit, big uh, brick shit house. 
He'd yeah. be uh, in having sex with an old granny. <laughs> All right, I'm going to name everyone on the SWAT team, LAPD. Okay, go. Here I go. All right, let me start with Hondo. Uh, he's team leader, and um, he became team we leader. We don't need a resume. Here we, he's going to tell us a story. <laughs> well, you need to know that Hondo is a black man <laughs> who was accused of getting team leadership because he was black. But meanwhile, he's a great team leader. And, you know, listen, black people need a break, too. For, for years, no, they weren't no. promoted. No, black people have jobs, and they can do them well, or they cannot do them well. Just well, like Hondo, Hondo did it well. But as you know, there was a lot of injustice that had to be corrected, and Hondo became team oh leader. Stop it's it. It's all corrected on SWAT. <laughs> it is. SWAT is perfect. SWAT, every, they got every kind of ethnic group on SWAT. You should see. Now, okay. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of TV solving Hold everything on. and still the streets rage. <laughs> Um, Hondo is the team leader. Deke was supposed to be team leader, but he's white. But he accepted it. Isn't well, Deke cool? not really. Yes, he, he did. Yeah, he accepted it, but he was bitching about it in the beginning. In the beginning, but now he accepts Hondo as team leader. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But in the beginning, okay. he wasn't happy. <clears throat> Deke is a Christian. He's a, a family man and believes in Jesus. All right. Then you got Tan. He's Asian. He married a white chick, made a big mistake. She cheated what? on him. Oh, yeah, she, she fucked him over. She fucked him she over. She fucked him over. She fucked over Tan. He was a really great Is guy. Is he ruined now? Is he ruined? <laughs> he was. He was ruined pretty bad when she left. Oh, cool. And then there's Street. And Street's mom was a drug addict. And Street was going real bad. But Hondo straightened him out. And Street got away from his mother. Uh, Even though he gave her a kidney. Street. And he's super he cool. He had to like, give her a kidney? Yeah. And then, of course, she went out and did drugs anyway and died. Right. Of course. Then now there's... Uh, out of one kidney. Then there's super sexy, supermodel looking Chris Alonzo. And she is hot. And Street bangs her. Yeah, but you didn't, you didn't, talk, ab you didn't talk about the... Um, when she got involved with that couple and she moved in with them. Yeah. And yeah, she, that was good. Oh my God. What's that was, happening that on was, TV? Wow. That was hot. Chris was that fucking was a girl. Hot. Yeah. Chris was fucking a girl and a guy. I don't know how this show never won an Emmy. I mean, the whole business is rigged. Won an Emmy. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's so fucking it good. And all of them, banned. <laughs> all of them are great actors. That's the other thing. Almost as good as Denzel Washington in the Equalizer three. <laughs> And then there's. Um, are they ever solving crime? It seems like they are. Just yeah, every week up with personal no, problems. No, oh yeah, no. Oh, every week they they kill people. It's great. Uh, <laughs> Commander Hicks is a great guy too. He's older. Yeah, he's all he loves, fucked up because his wife died. Yeah, yeah. He's like a little too bent out of shape about that wife. He should be dating. Uh, 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 well, like you're not going to be bent out of shape if something were to happen to Beth. So stop. Yeah, but Commander Hicks hasn't had a wife in 20 years. It's time for this fucker oh, to get laid. 20 years? Yeah. Time to move on. Time to move on. Find a new wife. But he's a great guy. He He's the commander. And he always has SWATs back. And then one of my favorite guys is Luca, who I thought was Lou Ferrigno Jr. <laughs> But he's not. He looks like Lou Ferrigno. He does. That guy Luke is fucked up, though. He can barely walk, Ronnie. How's he on SWAT? I like, don't know. Always, you know what I mean? What's he always seems kind of messed up. Legs? I don't know. I mean, 
He's a driver, wasn't he? He's a driver. Yeah, but he's he's a driver, but he still was part of the team and run, you know breaking into buildings sure. and shit. Yeah, but he's yeah, good. Ronnie, I mean, you he's know, a good guy, and he part of the team. And he's he's a white guy, but he's willing to move to the black community. Oh my and, god! Um, and hang out <laughs> with um, black people because they gave him a house in the black community a at a special price. Well, it's yeah. it's blacks and, Span and Spanish people. He got and Spanish tight people, with the Spanish yeah. people. He's a white cop willing to live with Spanish and black people. <laughs> right. So he's special. Oh, you know. And then, <sighs> and let me see if I left anyone out. I don't think I did. It was, uh, they used to have this really hot commander, a chick who was a commander. All the chicks are hot on SWAT. The and guys not only like, aren't? And the guys too are good looking. Everyone's oh, good looking who works for SWAT. <laughs> Well, they had that you know, hot chick for a while that was like, um, she was training. No, she was training to be in with them. And then yeah. they raided that house out in the desert and she got killed. If you remember that part. Yeah, but she was a bummer. They had to get rid of her. <laughs> <laughs> so they she was her a bummer. <laughs> Did you hear the show yesterday, Ronnie, when I was talking about the girl who's super hot on SWAT? I, I went right to Mr. Skin, and it turns out there's tons of nudity of her. She's totally naked, titties, everything. I asked. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, she, and that's yeah. the chick Go on, who Mr. moved Skin. in. Yeah, that's the chick who moved in with the guy and the girl. Let me She's see hot. that pussy. <laughs> I, I have my SWAT handbook here. Whoa, and, how'd you get that? And, and my SWAT pen. He's got you a get SWAT it? pen. How'd I don't you know, get somebody that? From the show, somebody sent it to me from, from uh, the show. I love that show. My point is... That show got me through COVID. So I owe those guys. Yep. Thank you. Thank yep. you, guys. And I owe you. Dude, just like Dan. Just like Dan owes me. I, um, I'm paying it forward. <laughs> oh, by the way, the SWAT theme song sounds like bad porno. They ought to get a new theme song. <laughs> it almost sounds like Shaft. Yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> it, it's cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I wish I had been on SWAT. You could have been. Is the show no. over now? Yeah, no, no, it's coming. It's, oh, it's yeah. coming back. It's coming back right after the Super Bowl. We it's premier week. Where do you uh, see uh, it? After, after do I have to watch. CB, do, it'll be back on CBS again. Uh, so you mean it's like once a week? Yep. Yep. I hate that, but I'll watch it. Hey uh, JD, make sure they program my TiVo. I don't want to miss when it returns after the Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> Thank you. I could see Robin really falling for Hondo. Please. I'm not falling for anybody. If I fall, I'll break a hip. <laughs> <laughs> you would you would you would give this guy the ride of his life. <laughs> all right, Dan, thank you. Yeah, anyway, I know all the guys. It's a great show. You should be proud of yourself. You can't remember yep. anything, but you remember everybody on SWAT. I was shocked. Like, I was in my delirium. I had the COVID, and I'm laying in bed, and I'm like, like, there was very little to get excited about, and I was all depressed. And all of a sudden, I get into bed, and like a little bounce in my stuff. I go, time to get back to the guys. It's <laughs> <Your> 20. friends. <laughs> time to get <laughs> back to Hondo, <laughs> Tan, Deke, Luca, and Street. And Chris. Yeah, well, it's cool because it makes the time go by, you know, and, and it's, it's it a sure cool does. show. Yeah. Did you yeah, watch anything I... else? Did you watch that Magic City thing that I told you no, about? No, 
I watched The Equalizer three. What a movie! I, the, yeah, maybe I saw the best that on movie the, I saw made. that on the plane. I saw that on oh the plane when God. I flew into New York. Yeah, what a movie! I mean, that's a movie. Not like that fucking uh, Keanu Reeves. They ruined that franchise. I know. They went too far. Uh, I don't know Wick. what happened. Everybody lost their minds who was in the writing room. Yeah. John Wick used to have a story. Denzel Washington always makes sure he has a story. Thank you, Denzel. I heard you go out for Christmas, got some kind of new weed, Ronnie. Is that true? Yeah. What's it called? What, what's the new weed? Uh, it's called, actually called Laughing Laugh or something, Laughing Laugh or something like that. Um, uh, I don't know. Stephanie got it at this cool place here. Yeah, the, the story I heard was Ronnie couldn't open the childproof seal on the Yeah, I Yeah, I couldn't. I still he's can't. Getting, he's, he's getting to the point where, you know, he needs to assist. <laughs> it's Ronnie proof. <laughs> yeah, well, I have no problem. I have no problem opening up like that. They have the, you know, when you get um, the pre-rolls, it comes in a tube. Oh. I have no problem yeah. opening that because it's child safety shit. But Stephanie got, when she got me this stuff, it's in a bag and it's not, you know, you got to grind it up and everything. But I can't get the fucking bag open. <laughs> what are you talking about? You have to grind it up. Yeah, well, it, com it comes, you know, like in a lump. Yeah, okay. like the old days. When you used to like buy weed. Days. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Like you have to grind yeah, but it I and everything. I, I just haven't seen weed in a hundred years, so I she don't has a little yeah. coffee yeah. grinder that she grinds it up and then she rolls. She's good at it. Then she rolls, she rolls joints. it. She rolls it and puts the. She makes her own pre rolls. She makes a little. She has little filters for them and everything. It's fucking cool. Wow. Hey, by the way, uh, the other office gossip I heard over the holidays. <laughs> Excuse me, I had to blow my nose. The other gossip I heard was that uh, Wolfie. And Chris Wilding got into a fight because Chris says what? Wolfie's dying his hair. And he's not admit. Did you hear about that, Ronnie? Yeah, I heard a little bit about it in the morning, the other morning here. Um, but I didn't know any. There was a. I didn't know there was a fight about it. Jason, what can you separate, tell me about office two, politics? Two separate things going on. Um, there, there's somebody in the office, um, or more than one person in the office who thinks, uh, Wolfie is dying his hair. Mehmet is, uh, leading the charge on that. And, yeah. uh, and then Chris and Wolfie got in a fight on our, uh, during our last show in, in 2023. We all went out afterwards and went out drinking and those two got in a fight, which I think they should, uh, bring to the air if you Jeez. want to discuss it. Every yeah. time you guys get together, somebody fights. Oh yeah. yeah it's like me. rage. It's like rage against the machine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, what do we right. tackle first? Wolfie, are you coloring your hair? Is that what's going on? You know, Wolfie's a big star. He can't have gray yes. hair. Come on, man. You, col you coloring? Oh, you definitely. Yeah, definitely. He's yeah. coloring his hair. <laughs> yeah. Why even bother right. to ask him? <laughs> Wolfie, it, what's it going looks on? Like you he's look shopping for hair dye in the African American section. He went so <laughs> black, it's ridiculous. How about this? How about I come in? You have whatever expert you want. Test my hair. If I have any dye, any coloring in my hair at all, or if I don't, Mehmet has to shave his head. How about that? I just well, what's going on? Are you are you claiming you're not coloring your, your hair? You're not coloring no, your I, hair? No, I I usually shave my head like every two weeks, and I just didn't do it. So last oh. week, Mehmet sees me on screen, and my hair's dark. Like I mean, there's some gray in there, but I don't dye my hair. 
You know, so it's he, weird. It looks like you took shoe polish to your head. Yeah, you know, now exactly. It is. Now I know why you shave your Wolfie, head. Literally, everyone in the meeting was like, "What the fuck is going on with Wolfie's hair?" I, I would assume. I would assume it's Zoom in some way, but there is right. absolutely nothing in my hair. I don't use any dye in my shampoo. Can like, I ask you something? Actually, does. But why are you? Do you dye your hair, Mehmet? No, I I use anti gray shampoo. Come on, anti gray shampoo. That's dye. That's exactly what no, that is. Course. Not. No, what is the shampoo doing to your gray <laughs> hair? It, it restores my natural color. <laughs> no, but I don't go jet black. That's the, the pot calling the kettle black. <laughs> it's a totally different mechanism. So, so, dye. so, Wolfie, are you like, are you shaving your head because you don't like the way your hair looks? Yeah, it's just easier. I hate I hate doing anything to it. And my hair is so fine, and I've lost a lot of hair. I, I, it's just easier to shave it. But That's I, why we're all confused about the dying thing. It's like you have ten hairs left. Why? Yeah, if I dyed my <laughs> if I dyed my hair, all the dye would go on my scalp. My scalp would be black. There's not enough hair to to hold to hold it. Could I? Well, can I be smart honest with you? To do it over the break. Yeah. I think you should grow your hair a little bit. You look a lot younger with a little bit of hair on your head. It's it's so, I don't know, it's so sparse. I, I just think it's easier to shave it. I don't know. Yeah, you're depressed. It's not a big deal to me. Okay. Um, you know, Mehmet, don't you do like a hair growth product of some kind? Maybe uh, Wolfie ought to get on that. Uh, I do stuff to keep my hair <clears throat> youthful and bouncy, yes. Propecia? Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually. Rogaine? Uh huh. But it, good it, lord, you know, is I, there a, I, a, a, a <laughs> medication they make that you don't take for your hair? Please. By I the mean, way, I have good hair, and the reason yeah. I have good hair is because I take steps to make sure it doesn't fall out. Let me ask you something. And I Why admit do you what think... I'm doing with my hair. I use shampoo, and I, you know, I take pills. Yeah, but yeah Why you're are you doing uh, the whole thing? Why are you doing all that? It's you got hair. Business. No, but I'm saying you got hair. Were you, do, no, are you it was, afraid it's going to... You know what? It was starting to fall out, and um, and I was receding a little bit. And actually, I'll give the guy a compliment. You know, um, Pete Davidson yeah. was on a show, and he was, like, open about using Propecia. And I used to be, like, ashamed to talk about it and hide it. But I was like, oh, well, that guy's doing it. Whatever. It's no big deal. Pete's pretty funny. I was just watching. Uh, he's got a Netflix special coming out. I got a preview of it. It's very, very good. I haven't the seen the whole thing yet. The point is to start it before you're bald like Wolfie. One of those medications, Howard, pregnant women can't touch it. So are you keeping that separate? Uh, yes, yes. You're, you're correct. Oh, you mean they can't even touch it? Get a little fucking right. up. Yeah. <laughs> wow, yeah, they, they say Propecia impacts your sexual performance. I guess it can anyway. I don't. I don't know if it's. <laughs> yeah, who cares? Not an issue. That's not. <laughs> yeah, right. Hair's more. Who cares? Important. You have hair. Exactly. He loses his hair. No one's going to want to have sex with him. So he, needs, he knows what he needs to do. Exactly. Um, what was the other thing, Chris? Your fight. So what are you, are you in a fight with Chris Wilding, Wolfie? What's going on there? I'm. I'm not in a, a fight with Chris Wilding. Uh, there. There was a conversation at the after party. And it's my fault. I, I, I made the mistake of calling Chris sensitive and Chris is the least sensitive person on the show. I don't even know why I said it. Like when Chris, <laughs> when Chris cried in Miami and had to be consoled and stormed out of the room. I mean, that was so not sensitive. Chris just 
isn't sensitive, and I, I made that mistake. I'm a very sensitive person. I'm the first one to admit it. Um, it was a weird you- vibe, Howard. Like, you know, it was such a love fest after that last show because, like, you know, everything that had just happened with Ralph and you and Robin were in the studio together for the first time in a long time. And I was having a really good time that night. Like, the last thing I was looking to do was fight with anyone. I actually had some nice conversations with Gary and, like, Derek and a few people. And uh, really? you never fight with people at... at- at after work functions, you never I, do that. I, Wolfie, I do, and I and I really like you too, actually. So I, and you I know, know I you're... like you too. You know. Okay, that. well, look, can I just tell the story without yeah, being interrupted, ahead. and you can go chime ahead. in? So you know, I don't remember exactly what happened, but um, I do. Uh, at one point, no, I have a pretty good idea, so you don't have to interrupt me again. So this guy's walking down the street. This like crazy homeless guy is like picking scabs off his head, and Derek goes into a wolfy voice. Not so the guy can hear. The guy had walked past. But Derek goes into a wolfy voice and he goes, Excuse me, I I notice you're picking scabs off of your hat. He was doing a wolfy routine as if wolfy right. would interview this guy. Okay. So I jump in and I go, Excuse me, sir, I noticed uh, you just shit your pants. You know, and Derek and I are laughing. Well, who do you think wolfy snaps at and goes after? Me. You don't like me. You always goof on me. What's your problem with me? And Wolfie, like, gets in my face. Now, I'm sensitive, remember, but Wolfie's in my face yelling. Wolfie's a big guy, right? Yeah. So I say, Wolfie, like, again, I really like you. This is not a big deal. You know, you and I are friends, and I really mean that. I mean, I really do like Wolfie, especially And it was kind of a compliment, I would think. You were doing a Wolfie impression. Well, Wolfie's eventually it got so weird that Mike Trainer actually stepped in and said just that. Wolfie, everybody does your voice. We like you. It's meant as a compliment. It's not a um, an aggressive thing. Uh. But Wolfie gets in my face. I have a deviated septum. That's basically making fun of a guy with a disability. And the thing is, when you're telling someone they're sensitive and you're that close to their face and you're yelling and screaming, it's not a great Wolfie, you know, advertisement the impression, for you not being sensitive. Wolfie, the impression Chris is doing of you, I, I, I never detected this before. What do you have, like a stuffed nose or something? Yes, like people have said that before, but I, I would love for someone yeah. to do an impression of me on the show. I would have no issue with that. And, and first off, Derek wasn't even there at this point. So this, this whole story. Derek did the impression first. The whole story is false. So Wolfie, you didn't like Chris's impression of you? You feel no, he was. That, uh... that, that's not true at all. I, I, I Listen. like So Sal, why were you yelling? Sal does that exact same impression of me. And and I, I said to Chris, I said, I said, you're an asshole. But I say that say, same thing to Sal. In like a friendly kind of way, but not friendly. But like, and other people saw it. Mike, you had to step in. What, Mike? What happened? Uh, when, well, when you I was in. trying to smooth everything over, and I, maybe I didn't say it exactly the right way. But I was like, "Wolfie, you don't get it. Everyone makes fun of you," which wasn't <laughs> the nicest thing to say, I guess. But no, I mean, we would listen to Wolfie's clips because he goes, he is a hard hitting journalist for this show. He's been in the room when Bigfoot takes a shit. He's been in the room yeah. for some intense goddamn things, and we like are amazed by that. But we also find his questions very funny. And uh, so it's just, you know, we just write, do our own Wolfie questions sometimes. And everyone does. So it. I don't so understand. Not, what was yeah. the big fight? I guess Wolfie got Wolfie, offended were you by you. drunk? <laughs> no, it was like I, I said something I, no, about his wife. It was, was like drunk. that level of like crazy. Yeah. All Wolfie. I know is that that's the third time in less than a calendar year that people go out together. And there's always one person that gets into a fight with people. And who well, is, I think you were trying to have your kind of JD moment with me. 
No. I think that's what it, I think you were trying to. It's called cheap heat. You were trying to. Oh, yeah. Gin up a fight so you could have something to talk about when we came back. And you, actually, you're right. Uh, you know? Chris, Chris, I know you would never fake a fight to get airtime. That's that's not your character. You would I never. actually heard something that you were walking around moping for most of that evening because apparently you were upset that Howard didn't mention you in his Christmas party speech. So I think that was on your mind. I think you heard me doing the impression. You kind of snapped. You got really aggressive. Yeah, and I, I'm starved it was out for airtime. I'm starved for airtime. That that's so true, Chris. That that happened. I complained to everybody. The repeating it. thing in a sarcastic way is not as great as you think it is. But okay, man. I'm yeah, sorry. You, no. I'm sorry. I offended you. Not that you feel that way. I'm I'm actually sorry. I offended you. Yeah. I really like you. And I was not looking for a fight that night. I was I was grieving yep. the loss of my friend, and I really wasn't in that headspace. So, Wolfie, I purposely, I Wolfie, in my Christmas speech, in my Christmas party speech, I purposely tried to avoid mentioning people by name for the most part because then you have to mention you everyone. Leave someone out. Uh, you know, yeah, you I mean, to everybody. Howard, I always mention Robin because you know Robin and I go back. But there's not one person Fred I have to mention because that. he'll go fucking berserk. <laughs> you know, I don't need him exploding. But Wolfie, I'm sorry I didn't mention you. I mean, you're, you're obviously very special to me. Yeah, I was crushed, Howard. I, I've been thinking about it for like a month. It's, it was so devastated. <laughs> you're a little sensitive, too, and it's okay. It's okay to be sensitive. It is. I Chris, agree. I'm very you, sensitive. Did, Wolfie, do you feel Chris fought fair when he, I understand he accused you of being homophobic? Uh, do you feel that that was a fair appraisal? Uh, I don't think that that was that was a fair thing to do. That actually that surprised me, and I guess that shows me how Chris feels about me to to take that approach. That that wow that that really shocked me. Wolfie was totally out of control. I mean, I just said to him, you know, why would why would you come after me if other people were doing the impression? And that was one of the options. You feel it was I, because I you were gay. You well, felt maybe. I don't maybe... know if it's listen. I think it's I, I don't know if it's a gay thing. I think it's like. When you're in like a prison or a schoolyard or all these kind of male things, it's like that guy can make fun of me. That guy can make fun of me. But like when the gay guy does it or like the scrawny guy with glasses does it, that's too far. I got to I got to mm. make a scene with this guy. Chris, or then was, I'm was, really a loser. Was that like that duck dinner when when uh, the biggest bully on staff, J.D., was picking you wanted on you? to have your J.D. And moment? You know, John Blitt had a good theory about you. All right. Well, guys, I'm going to get out a lot. Oh, and man. when you drink, right. you know when you what? drink, you, you don't know, I, behave. I, Public. Chris, yeah. you guys have you ever seen me talking. cry at a work function? <laughs> have you ever seen me sobbing at a work function? You don't even like, you know what's me? weird about you, Wolfie, for all the things what? you what's weird? <laughs> you go out. A lot of things are weird, including some of your comments behind the scenes to coworkers. But um, <laughs> what's really weird about you is for all the great stuff you produce. Right. You don't know, like, you don't understand when people are doing things for a production. Like you kind of, there's an element of you that's like whack packerish. You don't, you don't get how things are like actually produced, and when people are carrying on, well, letting you know, themselves Chris, have an emotion, you don't, you don't understand the way, Chris, that that's for the show. I think Weird. this is an excellent time to play one of Wolfie's packages. Wolfie went to a yeah, dominatrix. Di yes, Wolfie went to a dominatrix dinner party. Wow. Yeah, and uh, he he sounded like this. <laughs> Better be careful. Uh -oh. I might snap Howard. It's probably okay when you do it, though. Yeah, just not Chris. <laughs> uh, I love you guys. I love I love all your little fights. I like that. I like Wolfie. I, I maintain that. I do of... like the guy. All right. I I don't even understand how you guys get into these things. You're all <laughs> emotional wrecks. 
That's why Howard hired us. <laughs> uh, back in 2020, Wolfie attended a cock and ball torture event called the Ball Bash, which was a big hit. People enjoyed learning about that. If you remember, it was for guys who like to get their genitals abused by dominant women. Yes. Wolfie uh, scored a big interview there. One of the highlights was... They're the was, only uh, people covering these things. Why is that? Because well, <laughs> they don't have Wolfie. These other shows. <laughs> this is what we excel at. <laughs> One of the highlights was a guy getting his balls smacked repeatedly with a riding crop that they use on uh, horses when they train them. And if you forgot about that, this was a big moment in Wolfie's career. This is where he really broke through. Started to get fame. So, sir, you're about to get your your balls hit with a riding crop. Are you yes, a little sir. bit nervous? A bit. Have you ever experienced anything this intense before? Uh, not from this lovely mistress, but from others. Yes. Okay. So, good luck. Yes. Mm, thank you. 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 Ah. Ah, ah, yes, thank you. Thank you, my mistress. Thank you, my mistress. Hit again, my mistress. Thank you, my mistress. Thank you, my mistress. Again, my mistress. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for reminding me where that came from <laughs> well you know one great thing leads to another the ball bash was hosted by a dominatrix named ivory mistress jay uh-huh jay contacted wolfie recently and invited him to a new event called women rule robin you would like this women rule is a dominatrix dinner party for dominant women and the submissive men that worship them. So uh, this is very, very, you know, most journalists do not get invited. But because <laughs> Wolfie was actually had, got an invitation. Yes. So so Wolfie, explain to me, the submissive men are called subs. Is that correct? Correct. Yep. And they serve women like Jay, who are called doms, as in dominant. Absolutely. Yep. And while you were there, the, the men who are subservient to these women, serve dinner to the women. Is that correct? Yeah, they, they care for the women, every one of their needs, anything that, that they need throughout the night, the men take care of it. Huh. And the men are humiliated and tortured by the dominant women throughout the dinner. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and Wolfie was explaining to me that during the dinner, this very lovely dinner, the men endured spankings, intense tickling, floggings, nipple pinching, and even extreme cock and ball torture. This is all while eating. Wow. Yeah. They're eating too? The women. Men? No, the women are eating. All right. Robin, you better follow along here. Well, I'm trying to. This is very complicated. The men were forced to eat their dinner on paper plates while standing in the kitchen. Ah. And after okay. the dinner, the men washed the dishes and everything, right? Does anybody enjoy themselves? Do these dominatrixes uh, like each other? Are they happy to be together? Yeah, they they were all friends. They were chatting at the dinner table, and they love and it. They didn't have to lift a finger throughout this whole night, <laughs> and until until the beatings happened, they, they just oh, said the they enjoyed this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is amazing because this is every woman's fantasy to have a man around who will do the dishes and uh, serve dinner and, and do all. Is this it stuff. every woman's fantasy? Oh my! Well, God. it's yours. 
No, um, it's not. My favorite part the, to that one, it was it was a potluck, which I thought was great. <laughs> all, all, all the guys like cooked the food and brought it. <laughs> what kind of food do they bring? I mean, it was everything from from pasta to to chicken to salads to desserts. That these guys that they they really serve these women well. So let me uh, play you some of the tape. The evening began with all the subservient men serving the dominance, a formal dinner in an elegant dining room. The head dom had to give instructions to all the subs on how to properly serve dinner. Here is exclusive Wolfie video of this, a Wolfie, uh, Wolfie audio rather. Here we go. Dinner instructions. Okay, guys, welcome to the kitchen. I am your kitchen mistress. We're going to pretend this is a ship. I am your captain. So the captain's word is law. Do you all think you get to have opinions tonight? No. You would be correct. No opinions. The only opinion that matters tonight is mine. So you all may have thoughts. You don't need to share them unless I specifically ask you for them. Is that clear? Yes, mistress. All right. So our rule for tonight is just do what you're told. You do not have to think. You get to abdicate that responsibility. I make the decisions. All the responsibility is mine. It is not yours. Your only responsibility is to listen and do what I say. Yes, mistress. (laughs) So what's the deal here? Are any of these women hot or are they big, scary women? There were some attractive women there. I I cannot lie. Really? I was was surprised. But yes, there there were attractive women. Were there any hot guys? (laughs) <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know that I'm the best judge of that, but no, I, I no, I, I, I guess I would say probably, probably not. <laughs> so what's going on is these guys hire really hot women to boss them around. I don't even know that they hire them. I like, no, th- these guys, they paid an admission fee to be there, but it, it wasn't all that much that they, they really go there with the purpose of serving women. That's, that's all they want to do. They're so submissive. It's funny, when I was listening to this, I was thinking about the last board meeting with uh, Jennifer Witz, the CEO of SiriusXM. She said she made the same exact speech. I was there. Okay, guys, welcome to the kitchen. I am your kitchen mistress. We're going to pretend this is a ship. I am your captain. So the captain's word is law. Do you all yeah, think you get... To- I remember that. She's told you, everyone... Uh, think you get an opinion? <laughs> yeah. Now, so Wolfie, after the dinner, the doms read the party rules to the subs. What does that mean? Now, they've eaten dinner, and now there's a new set of rules? Yeah, so I guess when some guys show up to these events and they don't behave very well, so they have very specific rules for what you can do when you're at the party. Okay. Submissives must not sit upon the furniture unless their mistress allows it. Do not play in public areas such as the parking lot, the street, the lobby. Play is only permitted in the designated dungeon area. Fire play is not allowed unless the dungeon has a specific designated uh, area for fire play. This dungeon does not. No breath play, golden showers, or sexual activity, including oral, vaginal, or anal sex. Strap-on play is permitted if it has been approved prior to the party by a board mistress. Oh, my God. This is what uh, this is what the HR department sounds like. You I was gotta get a say, list of this rules. This sounds like high school. 
And, and some of the rules make sense though. Like, like a lot of these guys are just naked, so you don't want their asses like sitting on your furniture. So I, I get it. Some of it is important. And you don't want them naked out in the street in your neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. Well, that happened apparently at a previous party. There were people like, I don't know, getting their balls beat in a bush somewhere. So the, <laughs> so the police were called. Yeah. So they, they, they snuffed all that out. What is this next clip, Wolfie? The Wheel of Misery. What is, what, what, explain to me what's happening here. So they put together this thing called the Wheel of Mis uh, Misery that had all of these different punishments on it. So the guys would walk up and spin the wheel and whatever it stopped on, that's what the women would do to you in terms of punishment. So there, there was a lot of crazy stuff on there. All right. Spin the wheel of misery and see what fortune brings. Ooh. And there's nothing these guys do. I mean, they don't, they, they have to go along with it, right? That's part they of the rule. Right. Yep. Mistress Jay, what's about to happen? This locking contestant's about to get a beatdown from the board mistresses. Thank you, Captain. Thank you, Captain. Thank you, Captain. Louder. Thank you, Captain. Louder. Thank you, Captain. Thank you, Captain. Louder. Thank you, Captain. Louder. Thank you, Captain. Again. Thank you, Captain. Again. Whoa. So all of Would them they, just beat him. They tag teamed him. Yeah, so they all, yeah. all beat him at the same time. <laughs> Is the dude crying or he's loving it? Yeah, I mean, he was, it got so intense. He, he heard him at the end. He had to say stop. They were they were hitting wow. him that hard. <laughs> uh, here's a young man from India who was overwhelmed by the punishment he received. <laughs> oh. Is this intense? This guy's my favorite. <laughs> okay. Mistress, what are you doing right now? Well, I'm restraining him so I can make him my boy. <laughs> Once he's restrained, what are you going to do to him next? A little bit of impact. Are you comfortable with CBT? Uh, I Cock am. and ball torture? Yes, miss. Madam, a Yes, madam. Can I have another? Can I have another? Madam. Madam? Uh, yeah? Uh, uh, yeah. Yes, madam. Very good. Ah. Uh, oh, madam. Yes, madam. Express it. Ah. Uh, yes, louder. Ah. Uh, Very good. Ah. Uh, oh, I like it. Thank you, madam. You like this? Oh, my God. Ah. <laughs> uh, oh, Jesus. Ah. Uh, thank she you, madam. She beat his balls. Oh, my God. <laughs> the fuck is she, she doing to that guy? She was smacking his nuts with a paddle, and she was hitting him Ooh. so hard. I, I don't even... Like, he would have fallen down, but they had him strapped, strapped to some sort of torture device. Otherwise, I think he just would have <laughs> fell over. She was hitting him that hard. Wow. So it's here he's new to the cock and ball torture scene. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, he walked in and it was like fresh meat. They they like surrounded this guy. Everybody wanted a piece of him. Wow. Yeah, he sounded uh, he sounded a little out of it. <laughs> he sounded like yeah, one of those boxers that his belt yeah. been rung too many times. Ah. <laughs> and Howard, I I was surprised. Like these guys, like instantly dropped their pants this one dude i felt so bad for him he had the smallest penis i've ever seen 
in my right. life, like the, microscopic. And, uh, but they still, they found a way to, to beat his nuts. Like it didn't, it didn't matter. <laughs> Every, everyone was accepted. Uh, the other dominance thought the Indian guy needed some additional humiliation. Here he is. He's being humiliated even more. What is about to happen? I am about to flog this boy with some floggers that I have made myself. <laughs> when I hit you, you're going to tell me you're a nasty boy. Yes, ma'am. What are you? Nasty boy. What are you? Nasty boy. What are you? Nasty boy. Good boy. Oh. Thank you, ma'am. Mommy's little boy has been a bad boy. Mommy's little boy has been my bad boy. Mommy's little boy has been my bad boy. Mommy's little boy has been a bad boy. Mommy's little boy is creeping me out. <laughs> I mean, what is that? Wow. What, was this dude like a young boy looking kind of guy? Yeah, he was, he was young. I mean, definitely over 18, but, uh, I mean, they, they hit him so hard. He, he had welts on his back and his Jeez. ass. They just, Ugh. they just kept beating him. He loved it though, right? Loved it. <laughs> Jesus. Wonder what Best that is. night of his life. Uh yeah. <laughs> I'm having the time of my life. He should have broken into song. What does he do after, like, after you get your cock and balls tortured and they're whipping you and beating you, like, then what do you do? Just go off into the room, like, and, like, like with your tail? That guy, what do you do? No, yeah. I remember that guy specifically. There was a, like, a woman had him, was holding him like a baby, just snuggling him, like, later on in the night, uh, I guess, to try to make him feel better after all of that punishment. But yeah, he, he did seek some comfort later on. Uh, here the Doms had some crazy stories to share about their experience with subs. They uh, opened up to Wolfie. You know how people open up to Wolfie. Uh, the, the most gruesome word that I've ever seen of someone sticking something in their penis without clean technique was uh, someone who got gangrene of the penis and uh, the, the bladder. What does gangrene of the penis look like? It's green and gray and gross. <laughs> uh, it looks like What's going on in the background? Are people getting spanked during your exclusive interview? Yeah, like they, they wouldn't stop for a minute so that I could interview right. people. The, the beatings just continue the whole evening. Yeah, right. <laughs> Fascinating. Moss and lichen on what should be clean skin. Does the penis eventually just fall off when you have gangrene? I believe he ended up having surgery and had to have an ostomy bag for the rest of his life. Mm. Wow. You know... Not for nothing. Uh, I'm trying to hear this story, and the slapping of cock and balls back there is interrupting <laughs> She's my being enjoyment. Upstaged. She's being yeah. upstaged. Yes. Wolfie, you should have gotten that situation under control. <laughs> Could you keep might it down have for a minute. On him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I did not want to get in trouble in that with that group. <laughs> Do they ever offer to beat your balls or anything? Do they ever try to get you naked? Yes, there's this one dom there that was uh like very sadistic and she wanted to pull my pants out and beat me, but I I was like, "No, no thank you." I <laughs> just that didn't sound appealing. No, not your thing. The next dom, this is the last clip, took pride in being sadistic. Anything you want to say about this? Oh, this this is the one that wanted me to pull my pants down. Oh, okay. What would you say is the hardest you've ever smacked a guy's nuts? Full-blown kick full-fledged kick from way back all the way through made the guy cry and whimper on the floor and i giggled while it, it was really really amusing 
So you kicked the guy so hard in the nuts that he started crying? Yes. So why did you chuckle after he was crying? Because it was funny. <laughs> What's the most disgusting request you've ever heard a sub ask for? To eat shit out of my toilet. So there was a, a sub that wanted to eat shit out of your toilet. Yeah, after because I they knew I would not shit in their mouth. So they said, just let shit in the toilet. They would come in and they would reach in with their hands and they would get it out and they would eat it. And then, Wolfie, you should have had some fun with her. Ugh. Yeah. On our phone now, exclusively. Wolfie, did you uh, join them for the dinner? Did the sub serve you? Or <laughs> Hell no. That was... I was not touching that food. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I'm right there no with you. Way. I wouldn't touch any of that shit. No. On our phone is the Indian kid who uh, was uh, being tortured that night. Okay. How are you, sir? Yes, very good. I have car battery right now attached to my scrotum. Very nice. <laughs> oh, this is so silly. All right. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, there you go. What time of the year was that? Was that like a Christmas party or something? It was at the uh, it was the end of October. Oh, okay. and, and Robin, this this thing took place at a mansion, like in the middle of the woods. Like I I drove for miles without seeing anyone, and it's one of those like you don't know what's going to happen when you get yeah. there. But yeah, I mean, it was a full on mansion, like uh, eyes wide shut type situation. It was wow. it was weird. Well, I'm it's so glad from... I don't know about these things until Wolfie tells me. I'll bring you along next time if you want to go. <laughs> Just let me know. <laughs> Well, uh, Wolfie and his deviated septum have come through once again. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, unbelievable. Uh, I don't know why uh, everything g g turned into you being upset. I don't know what happened, but I love the... Oh, look who it is. It's severely deviated septum Wolfie. Hello. Oh. Hi, Howard. Uh, I'd like to add some additional commentary about the uh, dominatrix dinner, if I may. <laughs> Sure, I go ahead. That, hang on, I have to blow my nose. <laughs> Pardon me. I have a deviated septum if you can't tell. Now, one of the dominatrixes, they would, I noticed, they mashed the testicles of their victims in a vice grip. <laughs> Hold on a second, deviated septum, Wolfie, Somebody because yeah, it's a offended Wolfie. Who does not like wolfy deviated septum impressions? <laughs> yes. Yes, I don't sound anything like Chris's deviated septum impression. You know the problem the is with you overly. You're very sensitive. You're a very sensitive guy. Excuse you me, I was. I can't oh, hear you ever blowing my nose. Thank I you, boys. My nose again. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever, uh, Wolfie. Good job. Thank you very much for that. Uh, by the way, a lot of fans do write us. I was reading fan feedback, but I got sidetracked. I will read you some of the things here. And uh, People did uh, enjoy this conversation I had with my wife on the air yesterday about COVID. Yes. <laughs> and um, although Beth and I did not see eye to eye on the severity of our cases of COVID, most fans were, were, were concerned and mystified about how we even got it. I uh, don't know to this day, and I don't think I'll ever know. It doesn't make sense that I got COVID. I mean, I, I literally was around no one. I don't understand it at all. I don't either. I don't understand it. What was it? I mean, because it doesn't get you on surfaces. 
You know, it's not like exactly. you can get it from opening a box or something. All I can tell you is the week before I got COVID, I saw a total of two people. That's it. And the two people that I saw, Big Mike and my assistant, and she doesn't have COVID and he doesn't have COVID. So where'd I get it from? Well, they're carriers. No, they're not. <laughs> they tested. They're negative. I'm telling no, you. No, carriers don't necessarily have the symptoms or test positive. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> I, I am telling you, I, I cannot figure out. And I, someone said, you must have gotten it and you, the person's afraid to tell you because they're afraid they'll be fired. I go, I wouldn't fire someone for giving me COVID. I mean, uh, you know, listen, it happened. Anyway, You'd rather keep Howard, them around and torture them. No, no I'm sorry <laughs> you got COVID, especially considering how hard you try to keep it out of your system. Also, thank you for promoting the vaccine. I, I can't even believe I live in a country where I have to promote this vaccine. That is so wonderful. Howard, I've lost three cousins to the disease, and my mom also had a tough battle with it. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you, this vaccine, the entire time I just said, thank you, doctors, for the vaccine. Uh, you know, it's bad when even Howard has COVID. Everybody better get their booster and mask up. I can't listen. I implore of you to get this uh, booster. It's fabulous. Howard, it's mind blowing that you got COVID. You did everything right and you still couldn't evade it. What a birthday gift. Yeah. What a way to ring in the new year. I would love to know how you really got it, Howard. You're a master mitigator. Don't you have any suspects? I really do not. I don't know, you know, because every time somebody on the staff gets COVID, we we go through this and we try to figure out where they got it. And they've always been in a crowd or they've visited somebody or whatever. You, I, I just don't get it. This one's funny. Beth doesn't realize she sounds very ill. One day of symptoms still counts. She didn't end up hospitalized, but at least admit you're sick. Get with it, Beth. Yeah, I mean... Now I'm telling everyone Beth had a very mild case. <laughs> and she goes, and then she sits there and she goes, I do. I have a very mild case. <laughs> well, I don't even I know never, why. You guys, you, you know, you should play back the tape for her from yesterday's show. Because I'm laugh. not going to say anything. <laughs> well, we laugh because... We have, you know, we don't argue a lot, but when we do, no. it's always the dumbest argument. It's like, I go, honey, you have a really bad case of COVID. And she gets, I'm always amazed at what she gets angry with me about. She goes, stop saying that. I don't well, have a bad case. A bad case of COVID. She's got COVID and she has symptoms. She doesn't want me to say she had a bad case, <laughs> but it's she not doesn't want me to say it. No, but she, it is. she says she's asymptomatic. She has no symptoms. No, she's not saying that. Yes, she did say it. She says, I'm symptom free. Yesterday, she said it on the air. Well, she did you hear how she was talking? Yes. Yeah. I mean, the, the whole thing is so silly. But anyway, as far as I'm concerned now, I'm, I stand corrected. My wife had a very mild case. <laughs> this this is the stupidest fucking email i ever got i gotta read you one and okay. it drives me crazy every time i get it because it is just stupid 
You get this email more than once? Howard, I don't know why you're thanking the scientists for the COVID vaccine. Howard, you still got COVID. Uh, Listen, you imbecile. I'm going to explain it one last time to the <sighs> morons out there. The vaccine doesn't keep you from getting COVID. When you get COVID, your symptoms are not going to be symptoms that end you up in the hospital. Idiot. It lessens the symptoms. It gives you immunities. Antibodies. It helps you to start recognizing the illness and and combating the illness before it takes hold of your right. entire body. And what I had every was organ. What I had was a sore throat as opposed to being intubated in the hospital. That's the difference. According to the CDC, COVID emergency room visits have gone up 12.8% in recent weeks. And uh, I'll bet that's because, you know, people aren't getting vaccinated. Or they got vaccinated once, they don't want to get the booster. Because they, you know what it is. All the nunnicks drive you crazy, you start to believe them. Yeah, I call it COVID uh, vaccine fatigue. You know, it's like, oh, I have to take another. They take the flu shot every year and never say anything about it. But it's because of the way people talk about COVID that they have these reservations. New York Post and the Daily Mail. Howard Stern reveals why he was off the air last week. Quote, I just want to announce something. And uh, I don't mind the articles. I just mind the pictures of me. I look so bad. Oh, they put pictures? Yeah, of course. Listen, it's newspaper. <laughs> yeah, I put pictures. I am demanding now when people write about me in the newspaper, please no pictures. I'm at the point where I think <laughs> I've, I've earned that. I do. I really for think I, you know. picture approval, call me and tell me, ask me for a picture. Right. I am telling you that, yeah, there's a couple of pictures of me where I look good. And uh, I would I would even send those to you if you're a publication. They're very orchestrated. They're at the right angle. There's a right lighting. <laughs> a lot of work went into these pictures. <laughs> They're not photoshopped because I don't even have time for that. But believe me, they look it. Like I look downright handsome in them. I agree with Robin. Beth and Howard are hilarious. I was laughing along with you. Hope you two kissed and made up after the show. Yeah, everything was fine. I love hearing Beth bust your balls, Howard. Uh, very hilarious hearing you two squabble about COVID. What is this? Oh, the guys put together a clip of... Uh, who cares? This says here, when the pandemic hit 2020, isolation brought Beth and I closer together. Now COVID has us arguing. Here's a look back on our relationship during the pandemic. All right, I'll listen oh, to it. We got a timeline here. Okay. Yeah, here's a timeline. I'm with the hottest woman. You look like you stepped out of a dream. And I'm doing shows from my house. So it's not all bad. I'm living my dream. No, I love you. I love you. Beth is the perfect wife. She loves Clorox and Lysol wipes. Keep our whole household together. I can't ask you to do anything. I have to say I enjoy it. It feels nice. No, you're doing great, but I feel guilty asking you to do anything. You do enough for me. I'm going to give you a reward. I'll give you sex tonight. Thank you. All right, you'll get that. Beth had a very severe case of COVID. I did not have 
have a severe case of COVID. Honey, you did. When? Why are you mad at me for saying that? One day, you're a bad, sick person. And you're a, a person who's sick and is in denial. You're insane. <laughs> we have so isolated, you don't even know what bad cases mean. By the way, how did I even You get... just never have seen me sick before and on the ground crying. Yeah, she was on the ground crying, and that's not a bad case. <laughs> uh, oh, JD got a compliment, a couple of them. Fans love hearing from JD. They got a kick out of hearing his recap of Sunday's Golden Globes award ceremony. It was good. Howard, I could listen to JD try to describe a hot girl for hours. <laughs> it is funny. What was he trying to describe Dua Lipa's appearance? He was trying to describe somebody else. Well, I was trying and to name just, like all the hot chicks or, not, or the most beautiful, the best dressed or whatever. I did forget one. Jennifer Lawrence looked great, too. So uh, yeah, she's a great okay. beauty. Jennifer Lawrence. How about oh, yeah. that nude scene she did in that Netflix TV show? The TV <sighs> show wasn't so good, but uh, uh, it's a movie. No hard TV feelings. Show. No hard feelings. You know, did yes. you watch it, Robin? No hard no, feelings. I haven't seen that. She <laughs> is naked. Jennifer Lawrence. I don't. I was surprised she did this movie. Honestly, why it's get a, naked for that movie? It was a Netflix movie. Yeah, they got naked no, for standards. It wasn't. It wasn't a Netflix movie. It was put out in theaters, but now it's just on Netflix, I think. Yeah, but I'm not falling for that. A lot of actors <laughs> who are A-list, yeah. they put it out on the theater for a week because they don't want they're, they're like embarrassed. It's really going to be on Netflix. Yeah. yeah. No hard feelings. It, I hate to say it, but she gave me hard feelings because uh, <laughs> she was naked. Um, no, Jennifer Lawrence has a scene where her clothes get stolen on the beach. And she comes out and confronts naked, fully naked. I mean, vag everything. She goes, um, hey, you stole my clothes. And then these guys go, hey, fuck you. And then she beats them up naked, which is naked. not hot. Uh, yeah, which is not hot. Like seeing no, a girl fight. you never want to see well, yeah. a woman you don't want to see handling them. men when she's <laughs> naked. <laughs> I like my women standing still when they're naked. <laughs> <laughs> and But anyway, she's got some bod. She is a good looking woman. She is. And that's after babies, right? She's had a child, has she not? Yeah. yeah. She's married? Oh, yeah. I thought she was single. No, no, you missed it. She got Did I? Who'd she marry? Who's the lucky gentleman? I don't know. <laughs> JD, who'd she marry? Come on. I don't know. Uh, let me Google. For... I thought she was maybe like difficult with the guys. I thought that was the rap <laughs> on her. His name's Cook was Maroney. Hot. Quick Maroney? Cook. Cook, oh, cook, cook, Maroni. Uh, you say you say cook like quick, quick, Maroni. <laughs> uh, I thought he was saying cook, cook macaroni. That's. <laughs> Can you imagine? Even the guy's got like a cool name, you know. Hi, man, I'm Cook Maroni. C O O K E. Yep. Cookie. That's Cookie. Hi, I'm Cookie. I'm Cookie Maroni. I'm Rice Aroni. And her daughter, Hamburger Helper. <laughs> Uh, he's a <laughs> hey, uh, hey, uh, cookie Ramoni. <laughs> he takes a, all of it, all the cool out of it when you say cookie. Look at this. He's cook a, Cook Maroni is a New York based art gallery dealer. Oh yeah, man. I, I represent <laughs> artists. 
when I'm married to Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Cuck Maroney. <laughs> a, a mutual friend reportedly introduced them. Yeah. It was all romantic. I hate him. <laughs> you don't even know him and you hate him. I do. I hate Cuck Maroney. Like he's an art dealer. Like, like, right. Okay. Yeah. What's this shit worth? <laughs> oh, we don't know. Let's ask Cook Maroney what it's worth. Yeah, I believe that uh, we're selling that for a million dollars. That's a that's a beautiful painting by Durand of trees. Oh, I didn't know she got married. Lucky guy. Jennifer and Cook have been married since 2019. Yeah, yeah I don't know how you missed that. Oh, Cook is that a nickname? Up on it. Is that a nickname, or did your parents think you were cool when you were born? My <laughs> parents looked be at me. Something. <laughs> yeah, my parents looked at me and named me Howard. They knew I did nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, my my parents named me Cook because they could just tell, like I could handle that kind of name. That's not the name you give to a douchebag like you, Howard. <laughs> oh. You get the name Howard. <laughs> yeah, I got yeah, Jamie. My, <laughs> my parents paid attention to me. My father really like. Did everything with me. Thought I was gonna. Thought I was special. So it's no big shit that I married Jennifer Lawrence. My father's my best friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He paid attention to me. Thought I was special. So he made me cook. Cook. Cook Maroni. <laughs> yeah, my my father dropped the eye and just called me Moron. <laughs> yeah. Your father thought you were a moron. My father was Maroni. Maroni, too. He's got like a cool Italian name, you know. Yeah. Yeah, good for him, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I don't hate him. He said him. his name, Jennifer Lawrence. Her ears mm. perked up, you know. Oh, oh my God. I'm so cook. wet. Who are you, who are you <laughs> hooking me up with? Cook Maroni? <laughs> I don't even know him, but he's such a cool name. I want to be Mrs. Maroni. <laughs> Mrs. Cook Maroney. Hmm. What about Mrs. Howard Stern? Oh, no. That's a loser name. <laughs> Who'd marry Howard? My parents looked at me and named me Howard. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Life wasn't hard enough. I had a douche name. Howard. Hey. Oh, yeah. The kids might call you Howie. <laughs> Why did you uh, change your name? I tried. <laughs> when I was in college, I got a radio show and I named myself Miles August. Oh, right. And it lasted five minutes because everyone looked at me like, you're not Miles August. <laughs> you're you're no, Howard. You're yeah, not yeah, Miles yeah. August. There's no way you can pull off that name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tried to change my name. No one would buy into it. Jennifer Lawrence told Vanity Fair that spending time with her husband is one of her favorite activities <laughs> and enjoys grocery shopping with him because it brings her joy. Oh, great. M more pleasure for Cook Maroney. <laughs> A guy who's never had any adversity in his life. Yeah, hi, I'm uh, Cook Maroney. <laughs> yeah, my wife's, uh, maybe you've heard of my wife, uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Academy Award winning Jennifer 
And he even has a nickname for his penis, Cookie Monster. <laughs> Meanwhile, maybe, maybe you've seen my wife in several of her films. Oh, excuse me, I've got a bit of a cold, and also my cock is so big, I've got a very deep voice. <laughs> yeah. Like he doesn't Cook go Maroney. around saying, I'm married to Katniss from Hunger <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> Cook Maroney didn't even have to, like, like be super wealthy to get Jennifer Lawrence. He, um, he just like... How do you know he's, if he's, he's not? No, no, no. Art dealer. Although some of these art dealer dudes got art a dealer, lot of oh, money. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they usually, uh, you know, that's a kind of job where you want to be uh, supported by your family. Mm. <laughs> you know, the family wealth. How do you know Maroney doesn't art have dealer, family wealth? Art dealer means usually your family is involved. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to see uh, whether he made that money on his own. <laughs> I've had it. Got it with this guy. <laughs> By the way, the Knicks just uh, got, they just made some trades and they're playing really well. They they traded for a player named Precious. His parents, this guy's parents named him Precious. Wow. And his brother's name is God's Gift. You couldn't Jeez. pick a name further from God's Gift and Precious than Howard. <laughs> Let me guess what race they are. <laughs> well, all I know is their parents <laughs> love them. God's gift and precious. My father looked at me know. and went, well, name them what you want. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares about a name? Well, I'm going to name him Harvey. Harvey. And my I mom wanted to name me Harvey. Those aspirational names. No. God's gift. Well, shows your parents care about you. Yeah, but that can go terribly wrong, those names. <laughs> Why couldn't my parents name me Cook? You know? Hey, yeah. Hey, kids, I'm Cook. We couldn't name you Cook. The doctor said you smiled like a mongoloid. <laughs> How could we name you Cook? Well, just because I smiled like a mongoloid, couldn't I have a cool name like Cook? No. You're hollow. Howard. <laughs> you know, Prince actually grew into his name. You know, yeah. he was kind of well, loyal. <laughs> if they had named me Prince, I could have grown into my name. <laughs> Maybe I would have taken up guitar. They'd name me something cool. <laughs> you know, how many guitar players you know named Howard? I don't think there's one. <laughs> anyway, very few people have succeeded in life named Howard. <laughs> very few. There's a couple, but not many. Do you know I once read a stat that like, like the name Howard is almost dead. Like, like nobody names like anybody. Nobody Howard. uses it anymore. No, like there's not even like one person left on the planet who wants to <laughs> name their kid Howard. <laughs> Cook. Yeah, that's a cool name, man. No wonder he got Jennifer Lawrence. Hey, uh, who are you setting me up with? Oh, his, our friend Cook. Oh, I'm interested. <laughs> what does he do? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, people really loved um, JD's recap of the hottest chicks. Have you given any more thought to the hottest chicks at the Golden Globe, or you pretty much said you? No, I, I think I'm pretty set. Uh, I was trying. I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, I think, I think I'm pretty set. Dooley That's your final list. 
Yeah, until I fit, until I see someone else <laughs> that I missed or something. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, it's Tom Arnold. Hey, Tom. Tom. <laughs> Tom. <laughs> well, you're just standing there. You're not saying anything. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I, I was nervous. Uh, <laughs> can I ask? Can I ask JD a few questions? Go ahead, Tom. Tom Arnold, everyone. Sure. JD. Yeah. Uh, listen, son, I can't understand a fucking word you're saying. Are you high? <laughs> no. Your eyes are, are like are like two little slits. You, you look like you're stoned. Are you are you on something? I'm not on anything right now. I swear. All right, Tom, listen, I know you've a... done uh, tremendous interventions and helped many celebrities get sober. You yourself uh, have uh, struggled with sobriety. You feel that JD is is uh, is not understandable because of his drug use. It's right in front of you, Howard. I mean, it's, I don't know what it is. Could be oxys, mollies, uh, cough syrup, airplane glue. It could be poppers. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, who the fuck, who the fuck can even understand what the fuck he's saying? Uh, JD, you know, just Tom, have a seat and we're going to all been, read I, you Tom, a statement. Tom, uh, I, I tell you, you know, I always was perplexed as to why I can't understand this guy. I asked him to explain something simple like it. who's a hot girl. And, Howard, uh, do you, do you yeah. hear that laugh? Do you hear the way he's laughing? He's. G I used to giggle like that when I was on fucking bath salts. Okay. <laughs> uh, do you want to read J? Do you want to do an intervention of JD right now? Do you want to read him a statement? I think I think we should all uh, read a statement to him. And and just so you know, JD, as soon as you say the word, there's a van right outside the door, and we're going to go to rehab right now. But <laughs> oh, okay. thank you. All right, First Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold finally, <laughs> right? Tom Arnold finally figuring out what's going on with Jay. Wow, I'm not on bath salts or, or airplane glue. <laughs> what is that? I'm not on bath salts or airplane glue. Yeah, let, let me see your medicine cabinet, buddy. <laughs> Go ahead. You're 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 giggling at something that's not even fucking there. Okay, listen to you. You don't make any sense. You're slack jawed. You're drooling. I'm saying this out of love, buddy. I'm saying this. Uh, yeah, okay, sir. All right. Well, Tom, uh, thank you for that. You I'm know, drooling. I appreciate you, and, and 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 on behalf of all the celebrities that you identified as addicts, and you've saved them all. We thank you. You sponsored. He sponsored yeah. a lot of people. You're a that wonderful sponsor. Would you bucket by? <laughs> would, would you would you be JD's sponsor? Would you please? I'll be your sponsor, buddy. I can help you out. It's clearly, there's some problems here. You, you get any sense? Oh. And you're giggling like a moron. <laughs> you feel you feel uh, he's coming off poorly. All right. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> You're wow. giggling like a moron. What's the matter with I you? I know. So is Tom. Why don't you get off your bath salts? <laughs> um, oh, here. Uh, uh, Howard Joe Coy was fine, but if they really want people to watch the Hollywood Foreign Press, should hire JD to host next year. People really <laughs> loved you yesterday, JD. Oh, okay. Uh, Howard, JD is open to messing around with a trans chick. Good for him. If this is in progress in America, I don't know what is. <laughs> JD at the forefront of progress. No, I'm not at the forefront of anything. Well, you know, you represent a lot of uh, straight men That's who right. are on bath salts, and uh, you've proven <laughs> that uh, you're open sexually. Good for you. Good for you. By the way, my Private Parts co-star, the most wonderful actor, Paul Giamatti, won Best Performance by an Actor in a Motion Picture, um, Musical or Comedy for The Holdovers. 
Yeah. He He's fantastic in it. And backstage, he got asked a question about me. Uh, it was oh, right really? after he, yes, right after he received the award, Paul Giamatti gave me a shout out, and I'll play it for you right here. All right, we'll do one last question with the Daily Mail. Hi, Ross from the Daily Mail. Uh, would you ever want to work with Howard Stern again? How would you think that would be? In a heartbeat. I owe that man everything. I'm not kidding. I love that guy. He says he never wants, he never wanted to act after that but if I could get him back in a horror movie, would that be Howard Stern? That's a good idea. I'd love, I love him, so I'd work with him again. What are they? What are they recording Why didn't those they interviews? Put a with? mic on him. <laughs> Isn't it amazing when somebody says something positive about me? You can't understand it. What the fuck? Finally, like a major actor. For those of you who missed it, including me, I think he said he'd work with me again in a heartbeat. In a, in a heartbeat. heartbeat. And that uh, yeah, he, he owes you everything. Yeah. And he owes me everything, isn't it? You know, and if the guy finally said something nice and, and it's like uh, <laughs> Guys, when I originally heard it, it didn't sound that bad. Really? <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Paul Giamatti, let's get a transcript of what he said. I believe he said he will work with me again in a heartbeat and that uh he owes me everything. He said he owes you everything. You said you didn't want to act again, but he would love to work with you again. He was like in a horror, movie. In a horror film. That yeah, would be well, a great idea. I'll say the horror movie had nothing to do with you. It was just specifically someone asked him about horror movies before, and he was just so, sort of connecting. So, well, don't take here's offense. Here's the that. thing I will say to be serious about Paul. And by the way, I was also pleased to see that uh, Robert Downey Jr., another good friend of the show, who's done interviews here many, many times, uh, one for uh, Oppenheimer. supporting actor yeah. for Oppenheimer. And uh, his co-star, what's that guy's name? Kirian? Killian. Zillian? Killian? Killian. Uh, what's his last name? Murphy. <laughs> <Culkin>. <laughs> he won for best actor. <laughs> Kirian Culkin. too. Uh, <laughs> I said that movie should be should get every award. Anyway, I do want to say this about Paul Giamatti, who, uh, by the way, owes me nothing. You know, he, he was great in the movie Private Parts uh, and has gone on. But to, that was his first uh, big role. Yeah, but he's gone on to so many great uh, roles uh, because he's a great actor. But uh, here's the thing. Uh, I think when people ask them the question, would you work with Howard Stern again? They expect a funny answer or a flippant right. answer. But I did do the majority of my scenes with Paul. And at the time, because I was new to film acting, I didn't even realize how good the guy was. In other words, it hit me afterwards because when I would watch the scenes back, I went, oh, my God, look what he's doing there. He's so in the character. He's so good. He made my job easy. Like, I, I just remember doing scenes with him, and we didn't belabor them. We didn't do them, like, 900 times. And I thought, well, mm, gee, I, I didn't know anything about acting, so I didn't realize it's because it was just done. It was like it was perfect. It just he worked. He was perfect in it, yeah. Yeah, and so I had this incredible experience with a guy who really nailed the part. There was no struggle. It was as if, and I imagine this is what actors, good actors experience when they work with one another. It's as if 
reality is playing out on yeah, the really screen. it's really happening. Yeah. I wasn't ever sitting there going, shit, this doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel authentic. It doesn't feel real. Every time I did a scene with this guy, I was like, oh, geez, that was odd. It was like nothing. It wasn't, it wasn't acting. It was just real. So it was, I was listening to it because I, you were, you two were in another area and mm. I was supposed to be on the phone listening in. And I was like, he's amazing because he, he's not only like way over the top, but it's way over the top real. Like yeah. he sounds angry and the moment he sounds like he's losing his mind because of you. And yeah. it was really great. Yeah, we had a great experience working together. And um, gee, I, I tell you, it's a funny thing, too. The couple of times we've tried to talk on the phone privately, we never do. <laughs> It's the oddest fucking thing ever. I know, you ever. say he calls and then you can't connect for some reason or other. He gets in touch with my agent, says, hey, have Howard call me at this number. I call a couple of times. I even call on my cell phone so he'll have my number. And then he never calls me back. <laughs> but he he instigates and then, I don't know, he, 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 That's he sets me up. But whatever he does is fine because here's the bottom line. Uh, he He was just a... A wonderful moment in my life. So uh, if I ever do another movie, boy, I would want him in it. Uh, a couple of people wrote to us about Ozempic. Like me, the audience is very preoccupied with all of the Hollywood uh, people on Ozempic. <laughs> Howard, um, has anyone on staff admitted to taking Ozempic? There seems to have been a lot of weight loss around there. Someone must have tried it. Well, Jason lost his weight uh, the old-fashioned way. He did not have right, Ozempic. Right, we watched him for months. Yeah, yeah he did it the old-fashioned way. Um, so whatever psychological problem he had with food and eating, he worked out on his own. Uh, Robin is very thin, looking fabulous, but I know she has not done Ozempic. I don't want another drug. I, I have enough, uh, medication I have to take. Yeah, you I have a lot going on. I don't want another drug. I don't want any interactions. It's crazy what's going on with me. Robin does not want another drug in her system and doesn't need Ozempic. <laughs> Uh, John Hine lost a lot of weight. He denies it was Ozempic. I do believe him. I know he's diabetic. But uh, I know he was losing weight for a while. He looks good. Claims I owe him $100. Uh, I'm, I'm, I know you two made a bet about something. I can't remember what it was. I'll tell you what it is, and you make a ruling. How's that? Okay. I'll abide. I, listen, I'll pay the guy his 100 bucks. He's claiming now that Ken Jennings, the host of Jeopardy, is now the permanent host. And we had yeah. a bet. I said to him, John, there is no way Ken Jennings will be the host of Jeopardy. He is not going to be the next host of Jeopardy. And John said, I'll bet you 100 bucks." I said, fine. Turns out Ken Jennings and Mayim Biale were Biale. chosen. <laughs> That's not funny. Mayim Biale, <laughs> they were chosen... Together, in tandem. He was not the host. He, he was, was a co-host. Only host. That's right. So I thought that the, the, the bet 
was off in the sense that, yes, he sort of became a host, but he wasn't. But John is claiming, and maybe he's right, I don't know, you make a ruling, I don't think he is, but he is well, claiming. Well, it's not like um, Mayim Bialy was fired or deselected. She stepped away because of the writer's strike, and now right. they've decided that Ken is the permanent host. Three years later, that when yeah. John and I had the... Uh, so uh, the bet has to end at some point, John. Well, I mean, John claims it was forever. So go ahead, John. <laughs> what do you say? First of all, when this happened, they tried a bunch of different people, and I said that Ken was going to be the host, which right. you disagreed with. You thought it was Stephanopoulos or somebody else. And No, I thought made... it should be George Stephanopoulos. Which, which it wasn't. It was Ken Jennings. And well, wait it was a minute. It was that other producer before it was ever Ken Jennings. Thank you. This is what I said to John. If you remember, they gave the job to another gentleman. He was the producer of uh, Jeopardy. Then it came out that I guess he had some workplace problems and they took it away from him. And so, therefore, I was really owed $100. But John, in his wisdom, completely <laughs> ignored the fact ignored that the other that. guy. Yeah. <laughs> and then I suddenly waited three years later. This is what I mean about John Hine. I mean, you can't, you I, can't I, deal I, with this guy. I have to <laughs> check the timeline on when the, when the bet was made. But, look, Mike Richards was not the full-time host. It was trouble from day one. Yes, he he was. never got the gig. He, he never got, got the gig. The gig. Mm, not really. And he gave it to himself. In your and it doesn't mind. Count. Yeah. You know what, John? It seems really important to you. I'm going to give you $100. No, it's not about the $100. I'll mail it's you about a the fact that Ken... You know, Emmy nominated, by the way, Ken Jennings now. But he didn't get the job. I was right. He's always had the job. He's never not no. had the job. No, the other guy had it. And then no. it was a co-host between him and Mayim Bialy. They decided Mayim two Bialik. people after that guy got messed up. Okay, Mayim I mean, Bialy like, did not do the syndicated show. She came on to do other celebrity stuff and whatever, but he was always the host. He was always the full-time host, and that was what Look, I said. I well, could Trebek's tell gone. who was the host when Alex Trebek was there because he hosted every kind of Jeopardy. Correct. Let and me now, ask you a question. I'll send you, the, I'll send you the 100 time. bucks, but if four years from now, Ken Jennings is not the host, do I get my money back? <laughs> Since this is how yes, you make bets. go on and on and on. All right, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'll stand by whatever Mehmet says. Because Robin's biased toward me. Let me, Mehmet, clearly. No, doesn't I'm like not. Me. By the way, clearly. oh, Robin, come on. You started this whole <laughs> argument with Howard being right. Um, Mehmet, what do you say? Am I wrong? I mean, the, the guy was not originally appointed. I was right. I think you're both nerds. I find this whole <laughs> argument annoying. Send me the money. We need to be my ruling. Cowboy. No, we need ruling. Come on. I'm, I'm asking you. I'm I'm a, right, if you're uncomfortable, I'll go to JD. And JD is John Hines. JD will. Yeah. All right. All right. JD, but JD will give the right answer. I can guarantee you that. I guarantee you he will. Go ahead, I JD. Be, I don't. I don't want to be the final. No, nope. you're the judge. Oh, stop it! Stop Not it! Bad, JD. No. There's no the right and a wrong. Just say what it is. If you From don't what? give me an answer, I'll have Tom Arnold come in here and, and lock <laughs> you in rehab. You might want to really think about this. All right, JD. shut up with your dumb Michigan hat on. From what I remember of the timeline. I think the guy was sort of on the outs, the the producer or whatever, and so they were looking what? for like, 
like the producer. The producer got the job when we after oh, we made the uh, bet. Uh, he uh, was. Wait a minute, JD. It was a are short you term. saying? JD's making perfect sense. Keep going. <laughs> Here is the timeline. Hold it. I got to give JD the proper information. Okay. Yes. Okay. Please. Mayim Biale took up Jeopardy hosting duties in 2021 alongside the show's executive producer named Mike Richards. Producer Mike Richards was replaced by Jennings later in 2021. Uh-uh. After offensive comments he had previously made surfaced and forced him to step down. I so this am was right. All before anyone was named. Uh-oh. Where's my hundred dollars? <laughs> well, I never got my hundred dollars. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he'd him like to give him... you back the hundred dollars since he won. <laughs> you owe me a hundred dollars. JD, go ahead. I'm waiting for your ruling. <laughs> Uh, tell the truth, JD. That's all. I, I, I would almost. I mean, this is kind of lame. I would almost call it a draw because, in why? a way, oh, why is it why? a draw? Because Ken Jen. Because Ken Jennings. Why don't you? Why, hey, JD. Why don't you just put uh, John's dick in your mouth? <laughs> I don't want him to shit on me. <laughs> JD, don't you hate it when a referee ruins the game by JD. making a bad call? Yeah, well, yeah, JD, well, don't be influenced by the, don't be influenced. Who was selected? Who was selected so, to be the well, host honest, of Jeopardy? It was Johnny. You honestly going to take a hundred bucks from me when you're clearly wrong that, no, that Ken I'll, Jennings I'll, was not appointed host? Yes, he was. Right. I mean, he eventually. Was. But the guy Mike, who the got Mike the job was Mike Richards. Like permanent hosts initially. It was the yes, whole, there were. The whole Mike thing Richards was, in was named Mike Richards was named permanent someone host. Someone else would be not would be named host and then Ken Jennings would get it. You didn't make that bet. In in July twenty seventh, twenty twenty two, I have an article. Maya Bialik and Ken Jennings named permanent right. Jeopardy That's hosts. That's right. Yes, twenty twenty two. There was another selection. But in twenty twenty one Mike Richards was named a permanent. I don't host. know if that was that wasn't necessarily yes. a select it was That's a right. short term right. <laughs> short term. Uh, it's not short term. All right. So you're so you're let me look up an article. Mike Richards. Are you ruling named. for John? No, I'm, we a, made our I'm bet. saying excuse me. Draw. We made our bet in twenty twenty. All right, I don't care. You know what, John? I'll send you a hundred dollars. That's what. You want. <laughs> you're, you're no, clearly John, in the wrong. John doesn't want the money. He just wants to be called right. John is a thief, is what I'm saying. Thief, thief, and I'm a epic too. I mean, let's throw that in there while we're at it. You know, might as well. Well, you know what? Hold on a second. Hold on a second. No. Show's executive producer. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Right, August twenty twenty one. Yeah. Uh what is this? New York one. Jeopardy producer Mike Richards named host of iconic game oh. show. Oh gee, yes. I didn't see my hundred dollars. I didn't see my hundred dollars. Permanent, permanent host? Permanent host, JD? Was he uh, named host? Does, I don't see permanent, it just says named Well, he was named host the host of iconic the job. game show. By himself, but go ahead. <laughs> so Whatever. Uh, he was named host. It was not Ken Jennings. Yeah, Sony also announced, Sony also announced, uh, Maya Bialik will host Jeopardy series, primetime series and spinoffs. Right. So, uh, again, I don't uh, know what the timeline of this oh clip. God, he's going back to the timeline. You don't timeline. know? You just, because, you, know what, you, you, you just read the facts and you don't know? 
I it, I don't know the I don't know the date of the audio clip, but if it was after, heard, if it was before, uh, right. August I'll send John one hundred dollars. I can see <laughs> this is going. Discussion no after way, the Mike Richards thing is that what you're saying, JD? Yes, that's what I was. That's no. what I was trying to to test out. Howard, can I just jump in? The, I'm looking yeah. at the article and it's from August 11th. But JD, maybe you missed it. After weeks of celebrity tryouts, leaks, and heated speculation. Mike Richards and actor Maya Mbiale uh, have been named permanent co-hosts of Jeopardy. Thank marking you. Marking the first time Thank two people you. will host one of television's most popular game shows. That is from August 11th of 2021. And, and I that's now after we're... all the tryouts. The bet was made during the tryouts. That's what John, we need uh, to know. What was the date that the bet was made? Uh, so someone that's says, what I want to know. Someone Before, says, Gary, Gary, don't disappear. You just buried me. Okay, so, you, you got to get back on. So, so I'm, re- dude, I'm reading the facts. I'm reading the someone facts. Says, someone says it was during the Alex Trebek bit. So I'm yes. assuming that was before all the Ken Richards and whatever. So I didn't, bet, uh, I didn't bet. I didn't bet after the guy was named in, host. In that case, uh, the John evidence Law. goes towards Howard, and I would have to rule. <laughs> <laughs> of course, John, you're you're acting like JD made the wrong decision. Why? JD was clearly strong armed by the no, people here. By facts, he was strong-armed. He didn't have all I, the facts. He trusted you. Howard, I will send you $100. I don't want it. Send it to charity. No, I will send you $100. No, I, I don't want it. I don't want it. No. You, you've ruined my, my win. You've ruined my you've win. Made, you've made, you've made the case. Now. Thank it's God dirty. Michigan won the national championship. I'd be really upset. <laughs> I'll go with JD's initial call saying it's a draw in the sense that Ken Jennings no, eventually no, no, did. No, 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 no. He's like no, a bad referee. May I Robin, I'll send here? you the hundred dollars, and no, you can no, give no, it no, to no, Howard like you just did with this whole argument. This. I, oh, I, I have the part of it. I know oh. what happened. All I have right, the date of the right. clip. I have the date of the clip, Howard, than the date of the article. So I'm just again, I'm just presenting facts. I am unbiased. The clip of you and John discussing it was from November 10th, 2020. The announcement <laughs> no, sorry, was John. made on August 11th of 2021. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right, so, I'm going to leave. JD? I'm sorry, John. All right. Yes. Yeah. No. Howard. I, uh, oh, Howard. Okay. Uh, Howard uh, has has uh, Howard's own. Let me tell you something, JD. Around here, I get zero respect for always I knowing. Know. I can't believe JD took John's side over yours. Well, forget that. It, it's just that you know, I w- I win these bets. Nobody pays me. Then they wait four <laughs> years, and then they start hacking me to c- collect their bet. you, you lost. They I announced mean, Ken um, Jennings being the permanent co-host. That's why this was brought up. Uh, the facts are there. Hold on. It's Tom Arnold. Go ahead, Tom. Oh, no. Hey, I can't believe it. You guys are letting a fucking junkie settle <laughs> the fucking bet here. All right, nice try, nice try, JD. But you're going. I'm going to tackle you like a grease pig if I have to. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah. Are you going to dig down? The golden. Glo- you're watching the Golden Globes, and you're sober. Okay. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, well, Tom. Uh, Tom, you're right. I shouldn't have uh, trusted an addict of bath salts. I'm not an addict of bath salts. <laughs> Tom says you are. Uh, you guys are arguing about. Uh, he says that's a uh, Jeopardy. Let me tell you what's in jeopardy. I'll tell you what's in jeopardy, buddy. Your life, if you don't quit taking dog heroin, get your shit together. 
<laughs> yeah, you, you, you're absolutely right. You, you can't understand him. He's in such bad shape. <laughs> okay, all right. And by the way, uh, John what's Hine. going on? John, what? you're not fooling anybody. That's not Ozempic. That that motherfucker is on Trake. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him think- on the corner in Kensington, Philadelphia. He was sprawled out. You're a fucking mess, John. Okay. <laughs> Whose dick are you sucking for Michigan football tickets? <laughs> I'll tell you what. Uh, I'll tell you what, Tom. You're not wrong. I saw JD. I had a holiday lunch. He drank a too much champagne. Did you not, JD? Tell Tom Arnold. I, I had, yeah, I had a few glasses of champagne, but I was, I, I, that's why I didn't go out afterwards because I knew I would keep drinking. Um, but no, I, I wanted to stay sober enough to be able to drive home. And, uh, so I cut so myself you had off. To leave, you can't had, control yourself. Well, no, I just, I, I can control myself. I just, you know, Robin, <laughs> uh, Tom also, uh, Tom, what do you make of this? I'll take uh, JD's gonna OD for a thousand, Alex. You piece of shit. <laughs> J- JD also does weed gummies quite a bit. Oh, that, that, that's not a slippery slope. JD would tell you that pigs could fly if you'd let him do a bubba blow off your dick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Thank you, Tom. All right. Okay. Thank you. All right. There Nothing you funny about addiction. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, JD, right it's only you, a theory. you should have just ruled correctly in the first place. I, I listen again. I, well, I feel I feel I ruled correctly now. I was not aware of the full timeline. I had this case presented to me seconds ago. Uh, you know. <laughs> All right, JD. Um, All right. Thanks. By the way, I don't agree with Tom Arnold that you're an addict. I just think you have no. trouble talking. That's all. There's no reason for it. Uh, I've known you for a long time, and before you ever took a drink, you couldn't speak. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I remember that point- time. All right. Okay. Let's. <laughs> thank you for being so thoughtful there. and pointing that out. Thank you. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. Well. All right. Enough of that. Yes, and congratulations to John Hine. He has, he's very into football. Hit him with the not playing, know, not playing beat. it, watching it. Right. And uh, his team like, beat his uh, team. someone. So now he's wearing the hat like he was part of it. Right. You would have thought he was on the field, but uh, t- John's team won. What is it, t- John? Michigan is your team. Yeah, thank you for the congratulations. The Michigan Wolverines, my alma mater, won the national championship last night. I was very, nice. very happy. Yeah, John loves the Michigan Wolverines. There you go. I All do. Right. You know, that's something else you have to remember. Do you know the name of the Boston U team? Boston University team? I have no clue. I had no school spirit. <laughs> I think it's the Terriers, I mean, but I'm not sure. Yeah, it is. The it Terriers? Is. I believe so. Their hockey team supposedly was great. I never went to a game. No one invited me to a game. Nobody wanted to see me at a game. I had no, I mean, I don't even, I just wanted to get out of school and get a radio job. That's all I wanted. Well, the other day, Howard, I was, you know, on a phone and this person wanted me to prove my identity. So they gave me multiple choice as to the name of the University of Maryland's mascot or whatever they call that. And I was like, I have no idea. And so, yeah, I failed. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm always amazed by people who have school spirit. I 
I hate it. I mean, uh, I just never thought it was something that uh, was cool. I hate school spirit. I mean, I never had any. I hated my high school. I hated my junior high. I hated my, you know, I'm very grateful to my college. It was a wonderful college, Boston University. I'm an active alumni, but uh, I don't know what the fucking sports team is. I never, I mean, I figured those guys hate me. What do I'm going to do with them? So, uh, but John has school spirit. Good for you, John. Congratulations. Thank you, Howard. There you go. It's great school to be a Michigan spirit. Wolverine. I didn't have the luxury of school spirit. No one was looking for me. Well, I don't remember what Maryland called their team. Still, I, you know, I haven't even looked it up to see what it was. But, yeah, I didn't know. It's a, Would you like to know, Robin? It's a Terrapins. A Terrapins? Who's going to real remember that? I think that's a turtle. Yeah. I just know because I'm a sports. I just know because I'm a college fan. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, the show's gone on long enough. I'm exhausted. We'll be back tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, that's it. What a full show. We had a lot to cover. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye.